Hello, everyone, and welcome back to To Have and To Roll. I'm Daft Prodigy, and you are listening to a very special episode of To Have and To Roll. No, we're not going to talk about the impact of drugs on the youth of Corvosa, or the importance of New Age philosophy and decision-making. Instead, we are going to steal some shit! <coughs> I mean, more specifically... Your regularly scheduled Session 57 was mostly just bookkeeping and an underlevel combat, so instead of that, we present to you the new and improved Session 57, Heist at the Museum, Part 1. Now, if you're like us, at this point you're probably wondering, hold on, why is this Session 57 Part 1 and not just Session 57 with the next one being 58? What is the underlying logic of this numbering scheme? How many episodes of the show have there really been? Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Well, you're not caught in a landslide. It's just an escape from reality. This week and two weeks from now, we will be exploring the Jagari Museum, Corvosa's repository for its items of conquest and gifts from its wealthy, cultured patrons. After these two releases, we will be back to our regularly scheduled programming. But the reason that this is a two-parter and not just two episodes is that for both of these sessions, we are thrilled to welcome Zach and Jerome from Pod Against the Machine. For a little context about why we're so excited about this, Rain's first campaign he DM'd in Pathfinder was Iron Gods, and while we're almost done playing through it, we never recorded any of our Iron Gods sessions. But we have long felt that that campaign is a great story that deserves to be brought to life in podcast form. And thankfully, the lovely folks at Pod Against the Machine are doing just that. I recently joined them for a special session of their show, The Brian Identity, and I had such a great time that we had to have them over for Curse of the Crimson Throne. Thankfully, in his infinite scouring of all Corvosan sources, Rain found that there is actually a piece of technology from Numeria the land where Iron Gods takes place, in the Chigari Museum. So what better way to bring in Iron Gods players than to task them with stealing it? This session features music from Michael Gelfi Audio and sound effects by Sirenscape. We also made use of an incredible map from Tom Kartos for the exploration of the Jagari Museum. Link in the description. But that's enough reading the travel brochure. Let's enter the museum after hours in this week's session of Curse of the Crimson Throne. Hello, beautiful wife. Hello, beautiful husband. And hello, Beautiful guests. Beautiful uh, guests. D- 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 two of them. Oh my goodness! This is getting out of hand. <laughs> now there are two of them. <laughs> I can't Wait. not imagine this intro done in the style of the classic uh, Will Ferrell Saturday Night Live lover and lover. Uh, so <laughs> we're all in a jacuzzi for everyone that's listening at home. Um, yes. It's made dice rolling pretty difficult and roll 20 potentially dangerous, but yes. it's yes. worth it. We, we, I have put my computer tower in the biggest Ziploc bag I could find. <laughs> uh, so hopefully it will be okay. What are you doing about the ventilation? 
I poked some holes in the top. Oh no, the water's getting in! <laughs> oh, no! No! So, so um, we we are joined today by two guests. Two. Two guests. Uh, from Hot Against the Machine. Uh, so Daft, you recently uh, appeared uh, in their special show, uh, the the uh, Brian Identity. Yes, the Brian Identity. Mm-hmm. Yes. As a result, you got basically their equivalent of a hero point, which is a uh, which is a sky medal. Yes. And we gave them a choice of well, uh, we can have Daft use it in the next session we record, which by our current count would be session eighty six. <laughs> or we can have a special session and, and use it like sooner. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, well, if we can get one of you on the show, we would definitely do a special session where we could have you guys in Corvosa. And I got not one, but two people through all the preparation required to come on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so guests who would like to go first to tell us a little bit about yourselves. See, Jero classically goes first and then passes it to me while I'm drinking water. But because we don't have <laughs> Skype going, they can't tell when I'm drinking water. And that's what that silence was for. So I'm going to head you off at the pass. I'm Zach. Um, as you all mentioned, uh, I play on Pot Against the Machine. I play a rat on the Internet. Um, yes. It's it's pretty great. Uh we are so excited to be here. Um, it's wonderful to listen to a podcast and then get to be on it. So I am yes. so stoked to bring Taxmaster Castavian and his manservant Abacus um, to Corvosa this evening. Uh, and uh, Jarrell, and uh, tell us a little about. I am also here. Uh, your stuff. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm also yeah. <laughs> I am. Normally on Pot Against Machine, I play uh, Vargas Junk Punch, yes, the, uh, Jiskin Artificer Magus, and for tonight, I am playing C. Somsi, the Hermer Vare of Clan Rass, who, as the ridiculously long name may give a hint to, is a Kasatha. <laughs> Yes. Uh, right now, uh, I'd like to set the stage uh, as we come to Corvosa on some night. Don't worry about which night. It's one of them. It's, <laughs> it's a dark, not so stormy night on a day in which Damien Cosmos is going about research at the Jagare Museum. Now, Damien, at about the hour of Oh, say like midnight. What would you want to be doing at the Jagari Museum? Well, um, I think Damien would be um, probably starting to put stuff away, um, just sort of in preparation for a long day of adventuring uh, the next day. Um, so uh, he'd probably be in one of the rare books sections, uh, maybe looking at um old uh chronicles of like harrowing um old prophecies things like that um and so he would you know be taking the all of the very old fragile books that are strewn across the tables uh and would be closing them up and putting them back in order um and sort of figuring out the uh jagari museum's uh 
idiosyncratic filing system. Gotcha. Uh, so uh, what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to place you in a room uh, down here at the sort of south end of the Jagari Museum, as you see it on your map here. Uh, we're currently using a map uh, that is available from the Patreon of one uh, Tom Cartos, uh, which I found on uh, which I found on Reddit uh, and uh, is available uh, for free. Uh, but there's also like a more detailed version of it that you can get on his Patreon. So, um, I went, I went like, I need a museum and I found this one and I was like, Ooh, this is beautiful. Uh, and I know you guys can't see it, but it's here and I want to give him credit for it. Uh, and so Damien, uh, the room that you're in, uh, can best be described as kind of like a sitting room. Uh, it's, uh, where books would be brought up to you from the rare books collection, uh, as they don't want a lot of people like poking around in that collection. Uh, and you, you're in like, there's like a fine leather couch. There's some uh, leather chairs and some, also some little padded wooden chairs off to the side. There's also a couple of bookshelves and a couple of desks uh, where you can get some of the common reference materials out and uh, you can work th through some of the papers that they can provide to you here. Um, but Damien is not the only one who finds himself at the Jagari Museum today. Because if we go elsewhere, uh, two people are coming upon the Jagari Museum. These people are not from Corvosa. So for you, let me set the stage of the town that you find yourselves in now. Uh, after a long, long journey from wherever it is you came from, uh, you would come to a city that seems absolutely crammed onto a tiny peninsula of land uh, where uh, way too many people are packed into much too small a space. Uh, there are two bridges that lead uh, across from the mainland over to this peninsula where most things uh, are clustered. Uh, and in some places there are buildings upon buildings upon buildings uh, as things have been built up over the last few hundred years. The streets at almost every hour of, of the day and night are jammed with people, uh, many of them uh, selling, uh, selling all sorts of wondrous goods from around the inner sea. Uh, and depending on what district you find yourselves in, you might be among uh, the very rich or you might be among the very destitute. You find yourselves tonight in the university district of Corvosa, which stands on a hill overlooking the Jagare River that separates the peninsula from the mainland. Uh, this hill is quite steep and many of the roads are curved around the edges so as to give people some purchase on the slopes of the, of the uh, hill. Uh, and you are coming upon a building known as Jagare Museum. Uh, Jagare Museum, named after one of the founding f uh, families of Corvosa, has stood for quite some time at this point, uh, housing artifacts from the city of Corvosa and from around the inner sea. And of particular interest to you, you have heard rumor of a relic from the land of Numeria, which, if all accounts are to be believed, is far too dangerous to be putting on display in a museum. And so, my question for you, how would you like to be getting into the Jagari Museum? As we arrive, 
she will look over and say, You're sure this is the place? I don't like this city. There's too many two arms. I don't like the way they look at me. Indeed. Uh, Cece, rest your long protuberance of a head on the knowledge knowing that I am fully in control of this situation. <laughs> <laughs> and I am quite assured that the item we seek is inside. Are you oh, prepared to... Oh, no, please go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Are you prepared to fetch it in the manner we discussed? Just point me in the right direction, and I'll do the rest. Excellent. That's what I love to hear. Um, I did try to procure a small encasement from a merchant on the way here. His name was um, Brave Jefferson? Perhaps? No, no, it was Johnson. He was an interesting man. <laughs> Either way, he, oh he tried to lure Abacus into his store with the promise of marriage. But <laughs> <laughs> nice callback. Wow. No, it was odd. Um, it was interesting. He it, Apparently, it was a trick that has worked for him in the past. He had, he had captured a man named Nicholas and could not stop discussing his Nicholas Cage. But it was... Uh, <laughs> regardless it was a fruitless enterprise so we will have to handle this very delicate object with care obviously Wait. we have to handle it with care if what we've heard about it is true it shouldn't even be in this city I don't know how they found it but if they figure out how to use it, they'll destroy everything here. No, I would agree. The filthy jaggeries of whatever they're called, just <laughs> collecting their Shawanti artifacts and not knowing what they do has seriously gotten in over their heads. But hmm, they may soon learn that all that glitters is not gold. But it still may be considered a taxable asset, and you do have to claim it at the end of the year. So. <laughs> Excellent. Enough free wisdom from me. Uh, before I start charging, we better head inside. Now, of the two of us, clearly you have um, had more time to develop your skills in stealth. Do you have a... <clears throat> well, what is your proposal? I should also state that Castavian stands at a solid, maybe 5'1", five 5'2", five if the heels <laughs> on his boots help him. And he's, and, he's a wide gentleman, so. And C. Somsa is basically the exact opposite. She is about 6'6", six six and skinny as a rail. She only weighs a little over 130 pounds. Oh my goodness. All limbs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all arm weight. Yes. Uh, and uh, coming up to the Jigari Museum, uh, let me give you a little bit about sort of your possible points of ingress, right? Uh, so the front door is guarded by two guards. 
Uh, and similarly, the back door is also guarded by two guards. Uh, however, uh, the front door also is uh, looking out over a main thoroughfare, whereas the back door has like a little path that goes around the side of the museum uh, before uh, reaching the door. There's also uh, an alley off to the side uh, where there is a side entrance that does not appear to have any guards. There's also a number of windows. Uh, and if you're particularly acrobatic, you might be able to get onto the roof from us from a nearby uh, from a nearby roof. So what is your approach? Does the roof look like it would have a way into the building or does it look like there are any sorts of balconies or anything around? Um, there there is a there is a balcony on the second floor uh, and there is a uh, you would know this from just uh, general information about the museum. There is a glass ceiling uh, over one of the major exhibits in the natural history section of the museum. Uh, is the balcony over either of the entrances or is it kind of off where the guards uh, the wouldn't balcony, be looking at it? Yeah, the balcony overlooks uh, the, the south entrance. Okay, the which balcony. is guarded. Yeah. Yes. So I think I imagine that she's maybe slowly taking a look around the building and she eventually comes back over and says, I think I know something we can do. There's looks like two possible ways in that aren't guarded by those two arms. One is a door off in an alleyway there, and she points in the direction to around the side of the building. Mm -hmm. The other, it looks as though the top of the building is glass. If we go up to the roof, we may be able to break in that way, but we'll have to be careful of the noise. Unfortunately, the gold fisted did not bestow upon me the physical prowess of a climber, perhaps abacus. My associate could climb on our behalf, but I would require a dignified knotted rope. <laughs> and she'll say, she just kind of gives him a look. Did you forget why you asked me to come? And she's going to take out a silk rope, uh, tie mm -hmm. knots in it about a foot apart and attach it to an odd little uh, crossbow bolt that she has that has what looks like Ooh. a grapple head on it. <gasps> and then she is going to fire her barbed bolt at the roof, uh, just trying to hit a five, I believe, right? To just hit a square? Yes, that'd be just a five to hit a square. Uh, that is a 15 on the die plus a 15. Okay. So that is a 30. Right, and, wow. so, and so your grappling hook sails through the air and then latches on. And she'll turn and look at him and do like a little kind of sarcastic bow that she's probably practiced <laughs> after seeing him doing it to other people around <laughs> and say, Incredible. After you. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, perhaps the sanctity of the 
the purchase that you suck with your bolt could be tested by my capable servant, Abacus. Ascend the rope. And Abacus is going to try to climb that rope. Um, surprisingly, does not have a climb speed, but... Oh, uh, he's got a plus 12, so we're not really worried here. We're just going to roll for fun. <laughs> yeah, wow. we're looking at, oh my. we're looking at, uh, climbing a rope next to a, a rope next to a wall or a knotted rope, uh, which is DC five. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. A climb check. Even Damien could make, uh, is that a challenge? <laughs> no, <laughs> please. God, No. So, uh, watching his simian friend ascend with a plum, um, Castavian's gonna spend a swift action, um, and grow a bit more her suit as he adopts the animal aspect of a monkey, giving him a five to climb, allowing him to do this without failing. Nice. Um, Excellent. And, uh, fun fact, despite having a plus eight to acrobatics... Sisom uh, only has a. Did I say Sisoma? I got my own name wrong. Sisomsa only has a plus one to climb, so I actually have to roll this. <laughs> Interesting. But she gets it hey, with a okay. 17. Nice. All right. Uh, so I'm going to uh, actually reveal uh, the entire roof for you guys uh, because you'll be able to get up on the roof uh, quite easily with that which means that you are kind of free to move about uh, on the roof. Uh, so which side, of the, which side of the building are you climbing up on the roof? Uh, I guess we would probably have gone the furthest we could away from the guards on whichever side seems like it's least likely to be seen from the street. Gotcha. Um... Yeah, you kind of have equal uh, equal chance of being seen on either the uh, east side or the west side. Um, the west does protrude a bit further away from the entrances. Uh, so uh, I'll leave that up to you. Um, like over here, maybe? Yeah, uh, on the west side where there's a big building, one that has the glass roof. I moved myself on the top. Okay. You uh, and actually, as you guys are ascending uh, the side of the building, uh, give me some stealth checks just to see how well you get up onto the roof. <laughs> no. Oh, Is a fifteen. Wait, let's see. I can assign two animal aspects to myself. What is the? Yes, this makes excellent. Is it snake. I think so. I'm just gonna quickly. Might also be cat. Owl. It's owl, oddly enough. All right. So that, ooh, that evens me out. The plus six evens me out at a flat zero. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) That armor check penalty, though. I've got keys hanging off of me all over the place. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, hey. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You did better than me by five. A well, natural like, 20 with that zero. And, uh, it was just because partway up, he was getting tired. So he's like, Abacus, carry me. I'm jingling too much. <laughs> <laughs> Whom I should also roll for, I suppose. 
close. You don't have stealth at all. Oh, you have a plus one. There we go. There we go. Better than dad. All right. Ah, uh, not great. Well, because he's carrying you. It's true. The whole time I'm like, slower, hold me tighter. <laughs> hold me closer, tiny monkey. <laughs> um, <laughs> should I should I make some sort of perception um, check? Uh, you, I don't think it's going to matter for you. This is more for the guards out ah, front okay. right now. Damien is on the inside like, boy, am I glad I'm studying inside the Jagari Museum, one of the safest and most boring places inside Corvosa. <laughs> uh, and, um, and, uh, just to, just to briefly go off to the side here, there will be two guards at the front gate who, as you guys are doing this, are like, so did you, uh, did you get this game the other night? <laughs> uh, yeah man uh, uh like uh it was pretty good i don't know i feel like magnamar uh i feel like magnamar kind of uh walked it in <laughs> <laughs> that was a ludicrous display what a ludicrous display <laughs> anyway and they're they're kind of distracted right now so you find yourselves up on the roof. That's uh, that's this uh, lovely uh, clay tiled roof with uh, a glass uh, a glass ceiling uh, with uh, metal uh, framing crisscrossing the panes. Uh, and uh, where would you like to go from here? Well, I guess the thing that would be make the most sense would be for See some said to break through the glass ceiling, finally get that kernel corner office. Uh, <laughs> yes. But I don't know how we can do that being stealthy because I don't have thieves tools. I'm assuming you don't have thieves tools, correct? Uh, no, but I have a tool that might help a thief. Now, I could... Perhaps use the scales magic to say this pane of glass right here make it silent, say? So if it fell, the silence would go with it and subsequently make no noise. However, if if it falls to the floor and lands on a guard, I have nothing to say about that. And <laughs> but at the same time it's what we have and you know as they say, beggars can't be choosers. And they also can't be beggars either. Go get a job. I believe that's it says it right here in my Abadar book. So, um, but that's what I've got. If we cast it onto this glass, couldn't we just break the glass here and it would stay silent? Oh, yes. I just meant if, if the glass fell down onto someone. But yes, no, I'm, go I'm going to cast silence on the glass. Okay. Yes, silence on the glass. And uh, see some so will break it with the butt of one of her crossbows. And there is no sound as this glass shatters behind your crossbow. And I'm imagining glass fall to the floor. that uh, as um, Zach mentioned, or rather, I guess technically it was as Gustavian mentioned, that since it was cast on the glass itself, even the pieces that fall to the ground should still be silent because yes. it'll follow them down, right? Yes, yes exactly. Uh, the glass shatters behind your crossbow, uh, and then as the pieces fall to the ground, they are also silent. Um, 
she will also reuse that same rope. She will uh, take it up so that no one sees it dangling over the outside wall and just tie that same piece to one of these crossbars of the roof now that there's an opening. And uh, it is still knotted. So is that still going to be a five then, even though it's not anchored? I mean, even though it's not up against a uh, flat oh. surface? Yes, because it is a knotted rope. Uh, she actually, you know what, before she goes down, she is going to do a perception of the room below, which is a, only a three on the die. So that is a 15. Oh, wow. So as you begin to look before you leap, which is a very, very good idea to do, you become aware of the sounds of something heavy and metallic moving about in the room below. No. You just hear, uh, and uh, you and you briefly see uh, a red light illuminating illuminating the uh, balcony of the second floor as something is moving around. He will throw out a hand to Castavian and say, "Wait! Don't climb down yet. There's something there." Maybe some kind of golem or automaton. I can't see it, but I can hear it. And uh, actually, let me let me turn on a little bit of light emission for them because they do cast light oh. while they are moving around. Mm. Uh, so they emit just low light because they have some glowing things on them. They do not seem to have uh, take, paid any attention to the falling shards of glass, which move silently. Uh, however, uh, what you guys will see looking down into the uh, into the natural history wing of the museum uh, are two two bronze armored machines with glowing center eyes on their little oh. heads, <laughs> rifling through uh, a collection of, looks like probably uh, butterflies and, <laughs> um, and little, and little, uh, an and little uh, like beetles and stuff. <laughs> now, if you would like, you can roll a knowledge engineering to know exactly what these are, but as people with knowledge of the way things are in Numeria, you will recognize them immediately as gearsmen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh. She definitely recognizes it. That's a 22. Nice. And I imagine she's seen him around. She's probably been to Starfall before. Yes. And she's going to, I think so. she's going to gasp and say, gearsmen. She's going to turn and look at him. Did you know they'd have something like this here? No, um, Tattle mentioned nothing of the sort to me. Uh, but at the same time, I uh, did not expect for it to be an easy enterprise. Are you saying that you would like to wait before we enter? I'm not familiar with these Gears men. They're enforcers. For the Technic League. 
They are ah. made of sky metal, hard to damage. They can heal themselves. Interesting. Well, at least they're composed of something valuable. So, what's your assessment? Shall we scale down and wrap them on the head? Or shall we um, wait and attempt a stealthier approach? If these are any like the ones in Starfall, they don't have much in the way of brains. I think we can just wait, sneak around them. It'd be better than fighting them. I think we could win, but... Well, you don't like wasting resources from what I've seen. And it would take a lot to put them down. It's true. It would be a cardinal sin to squander talent such as this on merely autonomous um, coat racks or whatnot that are down there. (laughs) So, um, they are... We get the perception that they are like looking for something. Do you want us to do yes. like a sense yeah. mode vibe check on them? Do you want us? Yeah, to- you can do a vibe check if you want. With right. her uh, twenty-two engineering, would she know if like do they seem like they're following just us? Actually, I guess that would be more for his role. Would she know though <laughs> that they would normally be like set to just like kind of follow a route or would they be smart enough to actually be kind of patrolling? Mm. So with the 22 and, and having had firsthand experience with the uh, creatures of Starfall, uh, let me, let me give you a little bit of information. Uh, you know that uh, like you said, gearsmen uh, serve as kind of the guards uh, and infantry of the Technic league in Numeria. Uh, you know that they uh, are usually pre-programmed to do like set tasks. Uh, they do have some intelligence to like make their own decisions in the moment, but generally they just follow whatever directive they've been given. Um, now, if you want any additional facts about them, uh, you do know enough to get two facts about Gearsmen. Uh, gonna get one because I, the player, cannot remember. Do they have fast healing, or do they just have, like, when they're low, they can once get their health back? Okay, yes. They have an ability uh, called Nanite Repair, uh, where uh, you can... uh, They they don't have fast healing, but they do have slow healing. Uh, So they can can restore a number of hit points equal to their hit dice every hour. For most Gearsmen, that is four hit points per hour. Uh, and then once a day, as a full round action, a gearsman can heal itself or any robot it touches for four d6 points of damage. And she shares all of that, like her knowledge that she has of them, with him quietly from the roof. Well, it seems that if we can avoid direct conflict, that would be ideal. But um, I imagine that this. Shimmering gold breastplate and uh, anthropomorphic monkey butler will not be able to escape detection for too long on this roof. Okay. Uh, And. uh, Oh, you do have one more fact that you can get about the Gearsmen if you want. Uh, I already know they have DR. uh, I guess technically. That's a fact that she doesn't know. Uh, 
you could know that they have some kind of uh, yeah. damage reduction, mm-hmm. uh, but not exactly what it is. If you want to spend a fact, I'll give you uh, that. Yeah, unless Zach has something he wants to know, or if Daft has something that her character might want to know, even though we haven't technically met yet. Well, Daft, Daft is not yet aware of you guys, uh, uh, so yeah. Daft would not be able to ask you any questions. I guess. Boy, is it boring and safe in here. Yeah. Boring and safe in this <laughs> yeah. room. There I'm any... sure there's nothing unusual happening. Uh, is there anything Castabian uh, wants to know about them? No, no, no. I'll leave the thinking to you as a <laughs> solid 10-inch character. Uh, I guess Incredible. then just the specific DR. Okay, so um, so it's, so specifically, the thing that they have that reduces incoming damage is an ability called Hardness, uh, which is similar to DR, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a little bit different in the particulars. Uh, they have Hardness 5, meaning all incoming damage that they take will be reduced by 5. Now, unlike DR, which only reduces like physical damage, hardness applies to all types of damage. Unless you have adamantine. Unless you have adamantine, yes. Who would be crazy enough to spend a large percentage of their starting gold on adamantine bolts? <laughs> <laughs> who, who needs? <laughs> hey. um, now, as you guys are waiting, they are continuing on with their movement. They are moving now on to a collection of gemstones. Uh, and uh, shells on the uh, south end of uh, on the south end of the room. Uh, and actually, about now, Damien, give me a perception check. Alrighty, let's just roll in the dice roller. Uh, so that is a twenty-four. Okay, Damien, as you are sitting there in the sitting room. Uh, packing your things up you hear something heavy footfalls reverberating through the wall behind you uh, like very heavy footfalls as if someone in in like a very big suit of armor is moving around did they upgrade the guards here and as far as you know the guards that like block the doors here are just you know they're usually wearing like chainmail. Uh, and you're not aware of anything heavily armored in this place. Well, n- now Damien is curious. Um, can I uh, can I uh, leave the room and sort of peek around the outside in case it's an intruder of some sort? Sure. Um, I don't actually know where the door is. So uh, one sec. Uh, so there are there are a couple of ways. Uh, you have a door. Uh, at the, I'll, I'll just draw on the map for you. There is a door on the uh, southeast end of the room. Mm-hmm. There are also windows uh, on the west side of the room that look out to uh, the natural history wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you can either go out the door. Uh, you know that if you go out the door to the uh, southeast, you can go north. And then there is a hallway that takes you to the natural history museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, if you know that if you were to look out the window, you might be able to see something in the natural history wing. There's no windows on the first floor, but there are windows on the second floor. Okay. Um, and where I'm hearing the thumping is um, to the north of me directly? It's sort of to the northwest of you. Like you can hear you can hear uh, the you can hear the sound of something moving closer to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, more information about the sound. So it's it's to the north of me, and there's a door I can leave to the southeast. 
yeah, that wraps around uh, to a hallway that'll take you into that room. Yeah. Um, I think, you, uh, so there's also a window that you can look at. Oh, um, if I look out the window, mm-hmm. can I see anything to the general north that would be creating Yeah, rolling over the noises. 24 that you just did. Uh, if you look out the window, you will notice a uh, a red glow uh, of something of actually two somethings oh. moving around on the second floor of the Natural History Museum. Uh, uh, in the glow, uh, now you have dark vision, right? Yes. So uh, in the glow, and also just with your dark vision, you can see that there are that these are uh, medium creatures, but very, very much on the high side of medium. Uh-huh. Uh, that uh, seem to be made of metal with glowing center eyes. They're carrying uh, some kind of spear. What the fuck? And they're moving around, and basically as you look at them, they uh, they look down and start rifling through something on the uh, uh, like on the uh, table in front of them. Thief? Golems? Uh, I would like to make a knowledge check. Yeah, uh, knowledge engineering. Knowledge engineering. I will roll with my regular die here. Ew. Oh boy, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Uh, what does a 13 get me? <laughs> with a 13, um, I mean, they're definitely some kind of construct. Uh, you don't, they don't look like any kind of construct you've seen before, though. Uh, usually constructs are going to have, like, some kind of sigils on them to, uh, like, be reflective of the magic that's powering them. You don't, mm-hmm. all you see is a glowing center eye. Okay. Okay. So some sort of unfamiliar golem. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck. Okay. Um, should I tell the guards? Should I not tell the guards? Eh. I'm going to go see what it is. Um, I would like to uh, uh, s- cast invisibility on myself. Okay. Uh, and sneak out of the room to see if I can get closer to these. Uh, golems and see what they're looking for. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, if you move out of the room to the... Oh, am I, is it going to work for me here? Put a little ninja on my... Yes, you are invisible. Invisibly. So, if you will follow the little adventure line that I'm drawing on the floor here. Yes. Wait, nope, sorry, that's not the floor. That's a wall now. Oh, no. <laughs> right, here we go. Uh, here, lovely little adventure line dun, that uh, will indicate dun, 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 which hallway to go down. You right. go down the main hallway uh, that runs sort of along the spine of Jagari Museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then down like a little side uh, side hall that is going to take you into the natural history wing. Uh, Damien tries his best to muffle the sound of his hooves clicking on the floor. Now, Damien, I have information for you. That uh, that our intruders, I mean guests, uh, <laughs> will need to put their earmuffs on for. You know that you that at night you do not want to step into the center of this room because the path around the edges is uh, open for like guard patrols. Mm-hmm. But if you move through the center, you will trigger one of the uh, one of the museum security devices. Okay. Uh, so avoiding the center of the room, mm-hmm. I'm going to sneak up the stairs. Uh, I, let me make a stealth check. Yep. Um, I'll, I am You go past invisible. the Albear skeleton uh, that uh, adorns the south wall. Uh, 
So that is a... What is the moving uh, bonus? When you're moving, what's the bonus? Plus to 20. Plus 20? Yes. That's a th- 37. Okay. Um, so you begin to ascend the stairs uh, as... You begin to ascend the stairs, uh, and let me move you on up to the uh, second floor here. I'm going to leave you with a copy of yourself on both. You find yourself quite close to these strange golems. And let me get new perception from you and new stealth checks from uh, the folks on the roof. (laughs) Uh, I think Jero. Uh, okay, Jero's back. No, I am. But also, I for some reason have control of Damien and can see his lights. Oh, <gasps> oh, because 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 he has uh, <laughs> he he is controlled by all characters. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I have no agency. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'll roll a new perception check. Um. Here, we're gonna we're gonna set this die down for now because it is not playing very nicely Ooh, for me. Uh, and good. we will roll on the dice roller. That is a uh, a twenty nine for perception for me. That was a what is my stealth plus eight? Oh, no, plus seven. So that is an eleven from uh, C Psalms. Uh, so you just I'm assuming see her staring down the hole at you. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what did you get? Uh, I got a, a twenty nine. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, as you, as you uh, come around the corner, not only do you see the gearsman, but you also see some sort of four armed person on the roof, uh, <laughs> looking through a hole in the glass. Uh, some invisible question marks go up over Damien's invisible head. Uh, would this be a knowledge local check? Uh, yeah, it would be knowledge local. Okay, we'll try again with the die here. Uh, clack, clack. Hey, finally above a 10. Uh, does a 27 get me anything? Um, it's a, 20, a high DC. Yeah, a 27, um, with this kind of creature, no. Ah. You have no idea what, what kind of creature you're looking at. You know, you know that it doesn't fit, uh, into any of the categories of creatures you're familiar with. By the look of them, they do appear to be, like, humanoid. Okay. But they have four arms and a large, like, conical head. So not, like, a very skinny Garillon. No. <laughs> They're definitely not related to, like, Garillons or anything like okay. that. Okay. You also um, see, with a solid 17 for Castavian ooh. and a 20, and I rolled a 17 and a 19 accordingly for these oh. numbers, you see... um Abacus, clutch me to your breast. It's quite chilly up here. So a man just being cradled by a large red monkey. He's also outfit in red. So maybe at first you're like, oh, that's a baby monkey. And then he turns and scowls at you. You're like, no, it's just a condescending little capitalist. (laughs) Um... Uh, I'll you know what I'll knowledge local the guy as well. See if I recognize uh who he is or where he's <laughs> from. Uh, that's uh twenty three. Okay. Um, one sec. 
He's probably like wearing one of those sweatshirts that you get when you go that are embroidered. That's just like Chelyax. And then like <laughs> below it, it's like House of Abadar. And it's, I don't know, got a little like anthropomorphized key with a dollar sign beside it and a oh smiley face. <laughs> I love this. I went to Chelyax and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> Oh yeah, and no, he is also never say that uh, Queen Abigail would uh, throw you in jail if you said something like that. You've got a certificate to verify that it's been officially damned. Uh... <laughs> All right, um, yeah, um, you would see. Uh, actually, I don't have your character sheet in front of me. Uh, are you human? Yes, yes. So the guy, the the guy uh, is a human, uh, and. Uh, he is wearing regalia that does seem to indicate that he is with the Church of Abadar. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't know if you have, like, an outwardly exposed holy symbol or what, but... Oh, yeah, no, it is. he is wearing a hoodie that has an anthropomorphized <laughs> key of Abadar on it. Um, and I would say, with a 15 to knowledge religion, I would be generally aware that uh, Abadarans don't usually make a habit of breaking into places. <laughs> yeah. You would definitely know that. <laughs> it is not usual for Abadarans to break into places. Okay. So my so what I'm the theory Damien is sort of running with right now is that um these uh golems mm -hmm. um are either working at the behest of these two who are at the ceiling mm -hmm. or given that one of the people coming down from the ceiling is an Abadaran, they might be trying to take these golems out from a distance. Maybe. Yeah, you don't, you don't really know. Um, actually, you could roll sense motive to see if you could figure out oh, from there. Oh, I'm so good their, at sense motive. From, their, from like their general demeanor and how they're looking at stuff. Yes. Uh, with my plus three to sense motive, let's <laughs> see how I do. Oh, now I roll well on the die. Well, 21. Yeah, I would wow. say... Um, Given the way that the people on the roof are looking at the, uh, quote, golems, mm. it does not seem that they are in control of those golems. Mm -hmm. they, 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 they're looking at them with kind of like inquisitive looks. Um, they, they have the look of people who are scouting mm. and are probably mildly surprised by what they're seeing. And the golems are rifling through the bug collection? Uh, right now through a bunch of gemstones. Ah. And actually about now they are going to be uh, continuing on their on their way uh, actually one of them is going over to the door out of the uh, out of the uh, room here and uh, is going to try the door the door appears to be locked okay um now uh, I know this is going to make some noise uh, could I cast major image from my deck and make it look like there's a guard coming up to the golems? Yeah. Um, all right. Damien's going to step out. So he has line of sight. Uh, you, don't, and, you don't need line of sight for, uh, oh. for major image. Well, so, okay. You can start uh, the major image somewhere else and then have it move into this. Okay. Um, Damien would like to um, have the guard uh, come up the stairs behind him. Uh, so casting casting spell noises and then there's a guard and the guard is coming up and going stop right there so criminal scum those of you uh, on the you know, those of you on the uh, roof see uh, a flash of light in the lower corner of the room 
uh, that seems to come from nowhere. Uh, and then uh, in the in the light, uh, a guard coalesces into being. Uh, <laughs> uh, where would you like the guard to be? Um, so the guard starts at the uh, bottom at, of the stairs. At the bottom of the stairs, it comes up, uh, and then uh, looks to uh, their right yes. and sees the uh, the golems there, and goes, uh, "Stop right there! You violated the law." All right, and if either of you on the roof are trained in spellcraft, you could do a spellcraft check to figure out what you just saw. Ooh, I not to not have it. Okay. <laughs> nope, nope. Some nope. magic happened. <laughs> There uh, must have been some magic yeah. on that staircase over there. It wasn't part of Dad's inheritance to get that scale. <laughs> yeah. Basically, basically, what you've seen is a guard just materialized out of thin air. So, uh, and then told the gearsman to stop. Castavian turns uh, now. Um, take take care here. That is a Corvosan guard, um, which. <laughs> I believe there is a relationship to the, the church here, and when dealing with the royal guard, it's important to treat them like any other law enforcement official. The delicate possession of the wealthy. So, um... <laughs> but the golems you may smash as long as you leave uh, material that we can melt down as a tithe to the gold-fisted. So, right. let's watch and see how this plays out. Right. Now... Now, however, uh, the gearsmen will respond quite negatively to there being a guard. And at this point, we're going to roll for initiative. Oh, <laughs> uh, So, let's go here. Then pay with your blood! Then pay with your blood. <laughs> uh, as the guard. Uh, Damien, roll, roll initiative. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll roll. So, I don't think my initiative modifier uh, on my sheet is correct anymore. Um... It's oh, it's a it's it a plus. It's a right thing. Oh yeah, so it's a it's a plus four on the roll twenty sheet. It's actually a oh, plus yeah. five. Uh, so wait, eight. it's gone down. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not sure why. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> I don't know That's why. normally not how higher armor leveling up works. Um, maybe I don't. I don't <gasps> you have a negative level. Oh, that's right. I have a negative level on the other. Yes, yes, that's what it is. Uh, okay. So now, um, now, uh, Taxmaster Castavian and Sisamsa, uh, you may roll into initiative if you would like to act during this, or you can uh, watch. It's your your call. Uh, I think she'll say to him, "We can use this as an opportunity to get past them." Come on, and she's going to roll initiative, and she gets a twelve, or no, excuse me, a fourteen. Nice. Um, so with that, uh, Castavian and Abacus enter the initiative. Castavian rolls a perfect 20 for a 24, where Abacus comes in with a 14 for a dirty 19. The dirty 19 was, was possibly an excessive description, I understand. <laughs> a, a filthy 19. <laughs> a, absolutely lecherous 19. Goodness sake. Uh, and, a 20, and a 24, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So a twenty-four. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Taxmaster Castavian. Uh. You see this guard come out and uh, uh, make an accusatory gesture toward the gearsman, uh, and the gearsman look up at the guard. What would you like to do? Uh. Free action. Um. Castavian will turn to his associate and say, 
Now, before our descent, if you want to take advantage of this opportunity presented to us, I could use the same trick on you and use you as the center of silence. Unfortunately, I was gifted with this golden voice and skill, so I really shouldn't be inside it, otherwise I can't cast spells. Um, and then we'll <laughs> delay or hold um, to see if they would like me to cast silence on them. Okay. You're delaying for uh, see Samus's reaction? Yeah, to see what I do in my turn. Well, you can, you can talk as a free action. So, like, if you want to just say yes. Yeah, actually, uh, you know what? I'll just ready to cast it if okay. if they say yes as a free action. And I think she will say yes. She'll say, yes, good idea. So Abacus, uh, on his turn, he will cradle Castavian a little closer, um, unsure about what his next action would be and not given any dictum by his um, boss dad. Boss Damn, they killed him. No, oh, no. No. <laughs> oh, no. The implications are terrible. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah. I do that no. every time anybody well, casts that, a spell dictum. That, that weirdness aside, the tenderness returned. He is just <laughs> platonically, I mean, as any monkey just nestles a small man against his breast. It's, it's as a, you do, yes. As, as one does, indeed. So I think he nice. will just do that um, <clears throat> comforting. And then, uh, Damien, what's the guard doing? Um, so have the gearsmen made any noise yet, or are we just entering initiative? Um, the gearsmen, the gearsmen have looked up, and they've sort of got, they've sort of like uh, clutched their weapons in a in a very uh, threatening manner. Ah, yes, I would like to have the uh, guard go forward, drawing his sword and saying something along the lines of. You'll pay for this! Skyrim and PC noises. <laughs> uh, Damien is going to cast Mirror Image on himself uh, while still invisible because he's gotcha. worried that combat may occur. <laughs> yes. All right. And indeed, combat were declared. Uh, the the uh, Western Gearsman, the one uh, not at the door, is going to actually move forward. And as they do so, uh, they are going to... Uh, charge their weapon. Electricity like crackles up the uh, <laughs> crackles up the spear that it's holding, and then the the end of the spear glows blue. Oh! Uh, and it strikes at the guard. Uh, and I'm gonna make an attack roll. <laughs> mm -hmm. He seems to he seems to connect with the guard. Uh, I will uh, immediate action try to make the guard dodge out of the way. Uh, I think you get to make it's, a... It's, it's not an immediate action. As long as you're concentrating on um, the illusion, oh, okay. it'll just keep reacting. Uh, oh, wait, right. you, you cast Mirror Image. Though, yes. It's going to... Oh, that's uh, right. It's it's going to sort of uh, act along the pre-programmed uh, thing that you had done. Then pay with is, your blood. And and it, and it sort of does <laughs> like a it just sort of like a, like a like a block with the shield and and uh, and then the sword like uh, sorry the spear like goes through it and it goes ah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a DC 14 will save. And the gearsman will go, Illusory magic detected. <laughs> Disregard the guard. <laughs> <laughs> See, Samsa, you hear this gearsman say, uh, actually, do you speak Androphan? I do not. You all hear the gearsman say something like, Babbled over go. 
They've escaped from The Sims. Yes. Uh, and uh, see, Samza, what would you like to do as you see the gearsman stabs at this guard and, uh, you know, uh, the best of your ability, it just seems like he's stabbed. Excuse me. It yeah. just seems like he's stabbing at the guard. Uh, would a perception check let me know that, like, obviously there's something weird going on here, or would it have to be spellcraft? Um, it would be perception now that you've seen that something interact with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, ugh. Wow. Oh, I need to switch back to real dice. Uh, <laughs> what, what'd you get? That is a sixteen. Uh, uh, what was your save DC? Uh, fourteen. Okay, yeah, you do notice that you do notice that as the gearsman stabs at the guard, uh, that it it doesn't seem like the guard is actually injured by the spear. Uh, it the guard sort of gives this uh, generic reaction to being stabbed, <sighs> but um, you don't see like blood coming out of the wound mm-hmm. or the armor breaking or anything like that. And I think she'll say. Like, she doesn't have any kind of spell knowledge, anything, so she has no idea what this is, but clearly something is off. Something's not quite right. Yeah. Yeah. So she's going to whisper, something strange is going on here. And she's going to take her entire action to... Actually, wait, she has quick draw. Does that... uh, That doesn't count for potions, though. Uh, Um, I I let it. it You let it count for potions? Okay. Then, as a swift action, then she will draw a potion. Uh, move action, drink it. Uh, it's a slightly glowing orange-tinged potion. And Ooh. now she has night vision for the next hour. Ooh. Or dark vision, rather. Uh, <laughs> and now, now we spend the next 30 minutes opening your token to give you yeah. dark vision. Uh, Fanta. Is it yes. 60 feet? It is 60 feet, yes. It is as the spell. Uh, Actually was able to do it. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) And then she is going to free action draw both of her uh, she's going to draw two hand crossbows and load both of them with these kind of (laughs) coppery green bolts which she's able nice. to do all his free actions, like her four arms Amazing. are moving That's like crazy incredible. fast, blurring to do this. Yeah, and basically, like like you pull two out, and then your and then your other two arms load them as yeah, you're doing drop that. them in as they're coming out. Yeah, That's so fucking cool. And oh, I just realized I was going to use a second move action to start climbing down the rope, but then I wouldn't be able to get silence okay. cast on me. Uh, <laughs> so she is. Going to, I guess then that will just be her turn so that she can get silence cast on her. Okay. Uh, well, I, I, that's what I held to do last round. So once you consented to silence, I cast it on you. So I oh, so you can do your yeah. silence. Uh, yeah, that's the only action. Yeah, so can I you go right before round? me then instead of right after at that point? <clears throat> now, um, now silence is a one round cast time. Oh, yeah. So it would drop right. on your next turn. Oh, so I would still need to stay there for him to... Actually, what's yeah. the range on silence? Long. 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 Yeah. Uh, so I could start 
climbing down, because I'm not going to make noise till I get to the bottom. Right? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, let me make a, my climb check then. So that's going to be her that's second fine. move action of the round, is going to be to start climbing down this rope. Uh, which is in and in fact, if, when you're at the bottom, you would be in silence as well because oh, the, the silence cast on the glass, uh, yeah, yes. Uh, so that is an 18 to that'll go a quarter speed. So that'll be gotcha. is she 30 feet? Yeah, she is. So that'll be uh, is it quarter th- that would round down, right? So that would just be five feet. Yeah, round down. Yeah, yeah. just five feet down. Okay. What? Would I would I be able to have the illusory guard yell something? Uh, yeah. I don't know if Sisamsa will be able to hear it now. Um, but the illusory guard says, "Watch out for the uh, the alarm on the center of the the floor down there." And I think her head will kind of snap over to him, like, "Oh crap, he sees me." <laughs> but the guard gives you a thumbs up and <laughs> nod and hope the uh, robots don't see her. And that will be her turn then. Yeah, the, the robots seem a little bit distracted by what you're doing. Uh, uh, down over here. Uh, Taxmaster Castavian. So, um, hearing then uh, that the floor is alarmed and that this is, is, is not a good option of, of getting down to the ground. Um, and the ceiling is mildly perturbed. <laughs> I... Oh, man, I think I have enough for all of that. I do. Um, so I guess free action down to CC. Um, would you prefer to travel over to the robots with myself and Abacus or take your chances with the floor? I think the floor is the safer bet. I'm not quite sure about that assessment, my friend, but at the same time, putting myself in harm's way. So I guess I apologize for the unnecessary Pythagorean question. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to start climbing down after my buddy. Um, I got a solid five to my climb with my animal aspect, so I am not too worried, but it is always fun to roll seven for a 12. Um, I have a base movement speed of 30, and that is what I'm using both of my move actions to do. Would you like me to roll separately for each one? What's up? Your your climb? Yeah. Um, Separately for you and Abacus? Uh, No, no. I'm using both of my actions to climb. Um, No, just one climb check is fine. All right, cool. Yeah. So uh, a solid seven for a 12. The, The guard says to you, Personally, I'm of the opinion that stealing from the Jagari Museum is a moral good. <laughs> There's so much stolen shit here. All right. Uh, now, however, uh, I have bad news for you. As you descend into this room, uh, you no longer have any kind of cover from the gearsmith. Oh. No, and we're flat-footed. <laughs> Why did I listen to you? <laughs> so oh, no. the gearsman at the door... Uh, says something uh, back to the gearsman that was stabbing at the guard, and is going to hold up their uh, hold up their arm, uh, wielding uh, wielding a laser pistol. Going to fire at the rope. Oh 
As the gearsman <laughs> takes out a laser pistol and at first aims at aims at the people who are now suddenly descending this rope and then goes, looks up and and fires this beam of Damien. It looks kind of like a scorching ray. What the fuck? Uh, and hits the rope, severing the rope. Uh, you all are going to fall. Uh, and you're falling about 40 feet. Oh, no. That's all. Uh, <laughs> Onto a very spiky skeleton that deals for it. No, you're fine. Does anybody have Featherfall? No. And I don't have okay. the ability to I don't, get it. I as don't have it either. Action. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, I'm just. Uh, so it's going to be 3d6 for Sisamsa, I believe. Then 4d6 for uh, Abacus and Castavian. Wait, no. Abacus and Castavian, you, were you further down the rope? Uh, well, Abacus is technically still on the roof. Um, oh, okay. So, I mean, it would be fine if he fell to the floor with us because it would make it a lot easier. No, no Abacus, Abacus would not fall then. Yeah, Castavian yeah, would he's be just 15 up there. feet, right? Because you move okay. the movements. Yes. Gotcha. So it's so it's 3d6 for both of them. Uh, wait, no, actually, 2d6 for Castavian. Yeah, he'd be closer to the ground. Uh, yes. So, 2d6. Uh, Castavian, you are going to take... Five points of fall damage as you fall onto a skeleton of some sort of creature. Uh, and uh, and Sisamsa, you're going to take an additional d6 for a total of eight points of fall damage. Uh, and uh, as you fall down onto this creature, uh, the, the bones also magically explode outward oh, no. and the bones and the bones go from uh, forming a display in the center of the room to forming a cage around the walls oh, no. uh, and I do need you guys to make reflex saves as that happens oh wow okay um this isn't a chaotic effect is it it is not <laughs> See nice. Sosa! Hey! Oh, that is CC. a 32. How are you yeah! going to do this to me, CC? You know I'm not going to be able to match that. Let's see. Ah, nope. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, wait, you rolled wait. 1d0. I yeah. rolled 1d0. It's cool. <laughs> it's like, cool. Oh, no. I rolled a 16 <laughs> for a 20. Wow! Yeah. Have to ask, how um, did you get a zero? Great work! <laughs> Well, what he did was he, right. he grabbed his little cap and he used it as a way to slowly parachute himself down to the ground and also <laughs> avoid <laughs> any of the bones. Not so slowly as to avoid fall damage, but no, well no. enough that you don't take a lot of damage. So um, so you, bo you both succeeded uh, on your save against the bludgeoning damage as uh, bones fly past you to sort of like snap into place uh, along the columns uh, that surround this room. I'm actually going to copy your tokens uh, down here. You are basically, I believe, both going to be on top of each other. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, oh, Abacus came along for the ride as well. Uh, I'm going to put Abacus up here. Uh, I'll put you guys. You're basically in the same square, but I'm going to put you here just so that you, know, you have reference. Uh, Abacus is still on the roof. Uh, and so you both take uh, just, just three points of damage as the bones fly past you. 
an abacus. <laughs> Things so, are not going well for your friend, the taxmaster. <laughs> abacus is going to look down and no longer have a rope to get to the ground. Um, oh, no. So he is stuck on the roof. Um, oh, no. So, you know, um, as any good Abadaran does, uh, also for the sake of, of making this work, Taxmaster Kastavian is going to be just jump! Come on! Hop on down! It's fine! So, um, <laughs> Abacus is, is just gonna leap. Uh, the floor is very soft. <laughs> try to land on the Kasafa. <laughs> oh no. Wait, what? Um, now, uh, I can give uh, the two of you, the two of you reflex saves uh, to basically mitigate the damage as you're falling uh, on top of, of one another. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> uh, so, Sisamsa and the monkey. Yep. Uh, reflex. Would this uh, count as a ranged attack? <laughs> it could. Uh, do you? Uh, are you? So are you uh, oh, holding out no, your arms I don't have to a light monkey, load, so or? I can't use gunslinger's dodge. I'm carrying oh, a medium gotcha. load so, right now. Uh, well, I would say, are you? Are you uh, opening yourself to catching the monkey, or are you uh, like, no? I won't. Uh, well, I was going to try to use gunslinger's dodge to uh, get out of the I way, see. but you have to have a light load or less, I and see. I have a medium load. So I'll just roll my reflex to get hit by the monkey. Gotcha. Uh, that is a 15 plus 12. That is a 22. Okay. Yeah. Um, you do manage to position yourself in such a way where you're not taking the brunt of this damage. Uh, and what did Abacus get? Uh, Abacus rolled a two for a 13. Uh, Abacus, uh, you do not manage to contort yourself in such a way that will be conducive to falling. Um, so uh, there's going to be a total of... Let me see. Uh, oh, that's not bad, actually. Um, you guys you guys position yourselves quite well, in fact. Uh, there's a total of five points of damage. Oh, wow. Uh, oh split between the two of you. So, uh, so Abacus takes takes uh, the five damage, right? Mm-hmm. However, uh, Sisamsa manages to sort of position themselves in a way that is not going to be super dangerous for them, uh, and uh, only takes two points of damage. Actually, what are Sisamsa's uh, pronouns? I don't really realize that. Uh, just uh, she, her. She, her. Gotcha. All right. Uh, so two damage to Sisamsa, and uh, five damage to Abacus. All right. Damien, you have seen quite a display as these people uh, went to repel into the room uh, and uh, then then were shot down and fell into the uh, into the trap. As the uh, the major image ticks down uh, to two rounds of duration remaining, uh, the guard will face palm. Uh, <laughs> the, guard, the guard is the guard is now no longer under your control because he's oh. he's, uh, he's now just on the scripted loop of act like a guard. Oh well, uh, then you th- so those times where you where I thought I was having the guard talk, you actually heard uh, a smaller, slightly nasal voice trying to do a big guard <laughs> voice coming from the top of the stairwell, telling you these things. <laughs> um, 
So Damien has fought golems before. Uh, what is the golem trait about um, uh, susceptibility to magic? Is it anything that allows a save? Or, sorry, anything that allows a spell resistance check doesn't work against golems? Do you remember what your knowledge check was from earlier? Um, well, this, this is just Damien has fought golems before. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, you, you, uh, you do know that uh, it's, it's generally anything that's susceptible to spell resistance. Uh, uh, they can negate those effects okay. completely. Okay. Um, all right. Well, um, I am going to charge up my cards. Mm -hmm. I'm going to spend uh, one point of my arcane pool to charge up my cards with plus two shocking, mm -hmm. uh, as I normally... Let me double check the flesh golem real quick to make sure that I'm giving you the right information. Because uh, you fought a flesh golem, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, immunity of magic. Uh, yes. They're immune to any spell or spell-like ability that allows spell resistance. Okay. Now, um, sometimes there are certain spells that will have effects on the creatures. Mm -hmm. um, you wouldn't know that with these. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, so I, so Damien will um, charge up his card, swift mm -hmm. action, um, step out uh, so that he can see the quote-unquote golems, uh, and then I'm going to spell combat. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cast Glitter Dust, which is not subject to spell resistance, gotcha. uh, in a 10-foot radius burst that catches both of the gearsmen. Okay. Uh, and that is a DC 19 will save. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or be blinded. All right. So they are both outlined in glitter. Mm -hmm. uh, the one uh, in the middle of the room uh, seems mostly fine, if not glittery. Mm -hmm. uh, however, the one uh, over at the door... Uh, is going to uh, is going to make some sort of sound uh, as it, it seems that uh, the glitter has actually gotten to the uh, glowing eye at the center of its head. Okay, so I'm going to prioritize attacking the one who is uh, not blinded because now that I've cast an offensive spell, I'm you visible. You are visible, yes. Um, so uh, all of you uh, down on the floor below see sort of through the grating uh, leading up to the top floor. Um, out of nowhere, uh, a, a little purple tiefling appears, mm -hmm. uh, his tail thrashing anxiously. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's wearing little gold glasses uh, and sort of a nice uh, green, um, it looks like a, a school uniform of some sort that's maybe been fancied up a bit. Mm -hmm. um, and he is going to throw three cards. Uh, so um, rapid shot is on. Deadly aim is off. Nice. Um, I, I suppose I suppose I could put deadly aim on. Uh, Damien thinks golems are easy to hit. Um, <laughs> so that'll be a, a plus ten to hit. Um, and I will roll three attacks. This is the first attack. Do does a 20 hit. Yes. All right. So that will deal 1d4 plus five, getting hit with a card damage. Do you have clustered shots? I do not. Okay. Uh, not yet. <laughs> not at level nine. Uh, okay. 1d4 plus five, getting hit with a card damage and 1d6 shocking damage. All right, nine points of getting hit with a card damage and three points of electricity damage. Now, something that you notice as the card hits 
the quote golem is the electricity that surges through your card uh, actually crackles through the interior of the uh, construct uh, and, it, and it sort of jerks strangely as it does so. It seems that they are vulnerable to this form of damage. I, I actually messed up. I forgot to take my spell combat penalty. Does an 18 hit? Why would you? Why would you? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Damn it. I'm so sorry. An 18 does not hit. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So you do not know that thing that I just told you. <laughs> Excellent. It's okay. We'll do my second shot. We'll see if that one hits. Hey. Doesn't. Yes. Doesn't a 23 hit? Yes. And and now uh now uh, well, actually we'll just we'll just keep the damage cuz I already applied it. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, what you will see is that as I previously said, oh. the electricity courses through the body. I'm glad you reminded me because I had forgotten. Uh, um, and and seems to deal more damage to this than and, you would have expected. Uh, we will do my last uh, shot. This is my iterative. Um, uh, ah, damn it. That's an 18. No. <laughs> okay. The Gearsman, seeing that uh, this man over here is attacking it, is going to move over, moving just straight through the guard. Fuck. As you're on the lower floor, see the gearsman just walk through the guard. Uh, and, is, and the gearsman is going to attack at the tiefling man. Yes. Damon, does a 20 hit you? No. It uh. does, however, hit one of my mirror images. Okay, so one, so one of your mirror images pops off. Uh, and now, uh, those of you on the lower floor, see less mirror images of a tiefling man. <laughs> <laughs> you hear sort of a strangled <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> see Samsa. Uh, uh, you are you are on the lower floor. You are encaged in a cage. <laughs> Is it possible to shoot through this? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh and how far away are they actually like Pythagoras wise, because right. it's going to hey, be more than bring 20. out our old buddy Pythagoras. So twenty down, and then twenty up. Uh, so thirty feet. Oh, thirty feet directly from you. That is perfect. Point hey. blank range. Yes, that is in fact what I was trying to measure out for. Yes. So I am going to turn on deadly aim. I am okay. going to turn on point blank shot, and mm -hmm. I'm going to turn on. Rapid shot. Yeah. And she is going to aim at these things, or specifically at the one that she can actually hit at that distance, this Mr. Mm -hmm. uh, Blindy McGee over here. Or actually, no, the McGee. other one's blind, yes. right? This one isn't. But yeah, Blindy McGee's at the door. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, C. McGee. Yeah. They're, for, they're brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and she is going to start uh, blasting at this thing. Siblings, let's not, let's not bring gender into it. <laughs> and she, she in fact, does have a clustered shot. Yeah. Hey, there you and go. she is also, at least for the first two shots, using adamantine bolts. Nice. nice. So first shot is a, an 18. 
Uh, 18 to hit? No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, second shot oh. is a 21. That will hit. Okay. Uh, with clustered shot, I do them all before damage, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, thanks to rapid reload, uh, and also thanks to rapid shot, uh, she gets two more shots still. Actually, no, yes. excuse me, she gets four more shots because of rapid shot. Oh my <laughs> but god! But thanks to rapid reload, reloading these hand crossbows is a free action, so she gets all of her shots. Incredible. So she's going to not use oh any more of her other two adamantium. These will just be regular bolts. Uh, that is a 23. Uh, yep, yeah, 23 I'll hit. Uh, that is a oh. natural 20. Nice. nice. <laughs> uh, roll to confirm. Oh, wait, that second one was, I mean, the uh, that 16 was not a 23 because this is at my second. Oh, wait, no, that's still a plus 11. So, yeah, it is a 23. Nice. I apologize. Uh, these are a lot of numbers. I'm not used to this. We're going on an emotional roller coaster here. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, yeah. Uh, yeah let's uh, see if we can confirm this. That is a confirm. <gasps> yeah! All right. Yes. So double damage on that bolt. Also, I just realized I'm adding and seven to these instead of uh, 11. <laughs> for these other ones. Uh, they still all hit either way, though, because the first one was a seven mm-hmm. and it confused me. My brain is not working tonight. Uh, okay, so that was... How many shots was that? One, two, three, four. So she has two more. Uh, yes! These two will only be at a plus six, though. Now, uh, actually, how much damage would you have dealt at this point? Uh, let's see. Because you might you might be getting into the territory of knocking it out. Uh, and that then you is... can target the other one. Damage one d four plus fourteen, and then okay, a couple of them are also doing electricity. Uh, yeah, roll roll your damage so far because uh you might actually be done with this one. <laughs> <laughs> the first bolt is adamantine, right? Yep. The second and the second and every one after is regular. Mm-hmm. So this is for not the crit, so not with the crit. That's thirty-two, mm. and then the crit is um, uh. would be four plus twenty-eight again for that. So that's another thirty-five. Oh my God! You uh, yeah with the with that with that crit, uh, you have a bolt just go straight through uh straight through the head of it, blow, blowing out the. Uh, blowing out the eye and Damien this the quote golem uh, collapses in front of you you see four images of a purple tiefling man uh, staring at you goggle eyed <laughs> slack jawed okay uh, and and uh, I believe what do you have still two more attacks I have or? two more but I cannot take them as point blanks so let me turn point blank yeah, off well you still got them though uh, yep. so uh, so with point blank off uh how far away is this one if it's 25 that way? So, let's see. Because it's going to be, it might be out of my first range increment so, for one of mine. 25 down, and then 20 up. 35. Okay. Just past point blank. Uh, and the negative for being out of the range increment is... Mm, minus two per range. Minus two per range increment. Okay, so this next shot, I fired four, so... 
This one will be a... And actually, I think... Also, I think with the, um... With the, with the balcony there, you would probably have partial cover. Because it's, you know, you're shooting up at yeah, it. So it'd be minus board. four then altogether. Yeah. For this shot. Uh, so that is only a plus two on that, so that's only an 11. Ooh, but I need to apply. Uh, blinded. Uh, now, I, do, I don't think that's going to be enough to hit. But let me double check what blinded actually does to your gearsman. Uh, I'm blinded. What is my? What is my? What is my? No, that is not. Okay, this next one only gets minus two because it has longer range, uh, but that's still a miss. And that is her turn. That okay. was so cool. It was really no, cool. This build is so insane. <laughs> there's, yeah. just, there's just crossbow bolts stuck into the walls, stuck into the gearsmen. Damien is like. Ha! All right, and like I so, said, like her reloading, like her arms, are, her arm is just blurring. Yeah, you just see this flurry of arms and crossbow bolts just going wild. Would you say it's a flurry of bows? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the golem comes back to life during that pun. <laughs> Damien dies immediately. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, Taxmaster Castavian, uh, your companion here, well, not your companion, but the other one, uh, <laughs> has just taken out one of the, one of the gearsmen. Uh, what would you like to do? Uh, well, I did just realize that, unfortunately, and I don't know if this necessarily applies to my companion's, uh, turn, but because I took falling damage, I am prone, so... I have to stand my pomp and circumstance all the way up with a move action. <laughs> it does not apply to your companions because uh, because uh, they were using a ranged weapon and there's no penalty for ranged. Ah, uh, yeah. However, yes. Uh, if you're not using a ranged weapon, uh, then... Oh, that's right. The penalty is only for shooting at someone who's prone, not shooting while you're prone. Yes. Oh, well, actually, well, actually I guess... Um, Considering what I'm going to do, then maybe I don't need to take an, an action to stand from prone. So it was 35 to get to this, the blinded gearsman. So that would logically follow that it's 34. Uh, I don't know why I'm not able to ping this. Uh, there we go. Right here. Uh, 30 for that square right there. Uh, what? Oh, if it was 35 um, for... Uh, for CC to hit there, it would be 30 for us to move to right here. Uh, yeah. All right, cool. So um, seeing that uh, CC has got it under control, uh, Castavian is just like, puts a hand over to Abacus. Uh, says, let's get involved and um, brings them both up via dimensional hop uh, oh. to here. And then I will take a swift action since um, we're both prone <laughs> still. If you lay here. Uh, I'll take a swift action to uh, enter Beastmaster style, and then I will take a move action to stand up. Nice. Because the gearsman is blinded, it cannot take an attack of opportunity on you. Um, and probably says something jerky before leaving. Um, 
Time is money, and I don't wish <laughs> to waste another cent. And then just disappears. Incredible. <laughs> All right. And then uh, the gearsman here um, will... Uh, let's see if it notices you uh, coming up uh, via dimensional hop. The loud popping yeah. noise it, of it, it, hears, it hears the loud pop next to it. <laughs> and it's going to try and attack in that general direction with a spear. Uh, what is your AC? Uh, my AC or uh, uh, sorry, uh, Castavian's. Uh, Castavian's AC is twenty-five. All right, so it's going to be a miss anyway. <laughs> uh, as as basically, it flails with the spear, stabbing into where it roughly thinks you are. It's about actually about six inches above your head. <laughs> <laughs> mm, foiled by my superior <laughs> genetics. <laughs> Uh, you know i'm gonna give i'm gonna give you a sky medal for that (laughs) this is solid also sky medal to see samsa for the fucking wild flurry there oh my god i know that was so crazy when when jerome first Uh, mentioned this Uh, build i was just like oh it 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 seems a little bit like a hole puncher and i'm just like no this is a lawnmower (laughs) this is straight up nice uh, and uh, Abacus, it is now your turn. Let's see, Abacus um, will stand up, um, mm-hmm. uh, seeing that it did not incur an attack of opportunity. Oh, strange devil monkey. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, teacher, teacher, you forgot to pick up the homework. Um, the Gearsman does get another save at the end of its turn for uh, Glitter Dust. Oh, well, Ooh. thank you, Damien. <laughs> hey, hey, remember. Fails. <laughs> okay. Excellent. So, still blind, uh, my monkey is going to hop on up, and then uh, my monkey is going to uh, actually, Castavian, as a free action, is going to go, Abacus, tip the scales. He's going to attempt <laughs> a, a trip um, against them. Oh and because we have tandem trip as my uh, teamwork oh beat, I get to roll God. twice. So, nice. Let's just do this a couple times. All right, I rolled a six and a 19. So going with the ladder brings us up to a 36 versus CMD. Wow. Yeah, that'll uh, wow. <laughs> that'll trip the gearsman. Oh my God. <laughs> and as he falls to the ground, um, yeah, I think we'll Blinded. both, they both sneer Wrong. in time at the same time, both condescending kind of Christopher Lee eyebrow. <laughs> okay. And yeah, the, the gearsman is on the ground now and blind. Um, Damien. Damien is irritated because now it's been made harder for him to hit uh, the gearsman with his ranged attacks. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see. Um, however, uh, I think I can move to get a little bit closer. Um, I'm actually going to... Uh, try to uh, spell strike, uh, range spell strike with my card. Uh, I'm okay. gonna move up uh, 20 feet. To, uh, Damien runs through his uh, illusory guard, um, and uh, seeing that it was uh, the other one was uh, vulnerable to electricity, he is going to chance uh, an intensified shock and grasp through Ooh. a card. Uh, oh, I will also enter Star Hostile as a swift action. Gotcha. So, plus 11 to hit. 
I would like to use my sky metal. Hey, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> to re-roll that. Gotcha. <laughs> I rolled a three. <laughs> Thank you, Zach, for awarding me the sky metal. <laughs> I totally have the power and control. Did I, wow. Did I just roll another three? Yeah, you did. Oh, no. Yeah, you did. Oh, that's two threes. So, the, so the, the card lands at the feet of the gearsman. It slides across the floor. It slides across the floor, um, releases a rather impressive looking uh, explosion of electricity that does no damage. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Damien cries a little bit. Pastavian <laughs> turns and says, well, at least you still have the heart of the cards. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, now, see, Samsa, you are prone. You are a floor below everybody. Uh, however, um, uh, and also, you would not have line of sight to the gearsman now, as the gearsman is also prone on a floor above oh, you. Uh, I do I do have to ask, would a 14 have hit? No. <laughs> uh, so what exactly does this cage look like? Is it over the top too, or is it just walls? It's it's only around the walls on the lower floor. Okay. I think I can't. It doesn't it doesn't work if I hit touch AC. I have to hit actual AC uh, for my spell strike. Too. Well, yeah, sorry. That's like how I have to do with mine. It's neat yeah. to do the uh, weird. If I were a cardamancer witch, I would just but... need to hit touch. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, it is only around the walls on the lower floor. Okay. Uh, in that case, she is going to stand up from prone. She yeah. is going to load one of her crossbows with another barbed bolt, and yeah. she is going to fire up to the north side across from everybody else. Ah. And I just have to, I actually automatically get a DC five. My bonus is higher than that. So nice. I'm gonna roll. Okay. And uh, that will be her turn then. Because she can't start climbing till next turn because gotcha. that's all her actions. Gotcha. Mm. Okay. Then Taxmaster Castavian. Castavian. <laughs> Thank you, Abacus, for presenting this on the platter. Um, so, looking down at the prone Gearsman, the Abadarman, and or the, the Abadarman, the, the Abadarman. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Castavian Abadarman. <laughs> I'm a holy man of Abadar. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I was gonna say, being in a disadvantaged position above somebody else, he feels naturally comfortable as a, yes. as a follower yes, of yes. <laughs> So, uh, accordingly, as any capitalist would, he pulls out his cool, heavy mace. However, oh not God. after taking, uh, sorry, after taking a swift action um, to change his animal focus to allow both him and Abacus to have the benefits of not only Bull's strength, but Bear's endurance, Nice. And then I'm going to bash the poor defenseless blind robot. Oh no! Um, alrighty. So, hit number one. Oh my god. Oh! Yeah, that'll hit! <laughs> 46 to hit! Oh boy! Alright, and then. 
good damage for that one, considering it cannot be uh, demoralized. It's only just going to be 10 damage, not to its soul or um, general emotions, just, just normal pain. But I do have another attack after that one. It or yes. Uh, sorry, uh, is your is your mace adamantine? It is not. It is just okay. cruel. But I do hit with my iterative attack. Nice, nice. So, you know, I should have swift baned, but I'm a dumb inquisitor. Oh. And luckily I'm played by a dumb person, so it works out just <laughs> fine. 13 <laughs> points of damage. I'm just going to bash my way through this problem. Nice. Uh, okay. Okay. It's okay. It's the nature of guest spots that you all get to look much cooler than me. Uh, <laughs> that is what generally happens, isn't it? Well, it's like, why Why is the bad stuff happening in Corvosa? Oh, right, because you jokers are here <laughs> trying to fix it. <laughs> all right. Now, the gearsman, uh, being blinded and not knowing where anything really is, uh, is going to stand up, which provokes an attack of opportunity. Uh from both of us. Oh, yeah. both of you, yes. Yeah. Right. All right. From Castavian. That's a 25. Wow, he is a brutal little Damn. man. You guys are rolling fucking <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I mean, true to form, he loves kicking someone when he's down. I mean, he is a true <laughs> proponent like a of proper avatar. Oh, man. And let's see. Minus nine. Right. right, and then uh, quickly gonna jockey over to my boy Abacus here, and oh wow, he's so much stronger than me! Oh my goodness! Um, ooh, and it does appear that at this point you have uh, done a significant amount of damage to it, and that you sort of notice little cracks in the armor. Oh, Abacus. Abacus. Right, that is a 21 for Abacus. That will hit. All right, I hope you are ready for my terrible monkey's bite. Y'all uh, ready oh for this? That is 18 points of damage from the monkey as nice. well. Nice. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, I don't even know if this applies. Like, I, I feel like it gets really esoteric with this like puncture armor thing when you are basically just a semi-sentient form of armor yourself. So let's just disregard it for now until we're dealing with a humanoid that has some armor. Just 18 points of bitey damage. Uh, and it's going to attack again, trying to go for Castavian. Uh, 26 uh, for your to hit your body. That does indeed hit Castavian, you blind but, fool. But does it really hit? No. Hey. Again, it, this thing seems to think you're taller. <laughs> <laughs> and it keeps stabbing. Like, this one's, like, over your shoulder, uh, but uh, not in a place that's going to hit you. You may not like it, but this is what peak ideal <laughs> body form looks like. <laughs> oh, 140 <laughs> pounds and, like, 5'1". <laughs> yes. Right. Now, now Abacus. Abacus. Yeah. All right, Abacus chomps it again. Uh, the dutiful chomper that he is. Like, uh, oh um, my god. Yeah, I 
he is a true melee monster, unlike any Goodness. of the jokes that might have occurred on another podcast. Oh, <laughs> double snake eyes, but a 12 on that roll as he attempts to that. stick his... I'm going to say that he has just one long fang in the front, like my favorite Futurama character. <laughs> so much like Nibbler, um, I'm just going to say headcanon Abacus has one long fang. And it's gold, of course. Why not? Of course. <laughs> and yeah, he just grabs with both, head, like both sides of the Gearsman's head. And it shows mortal terror, much like when Madonna gripped Justin Bieber's face just before kissing yes. him. <laughs> And just goes in, just like Madonna, same same technique God. and everything, gold teeth angled, and just goes right for the center eye. And again, just like Justin Bieber, we watch the life force strain out of the recipient. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and with that, the gearsman is defeated. Uh, the guard disappears abacus if you killed it you must eat it i'm not going to waste money on food <laughs> see abacus attempting to eat this metal four thousand pounds of adamantium <laughs> now are we out of initiative or uh damien and these strangers what what is your stance toward each other uh damien is gonna point at the gears and just go yeah suck it i I got you. No, actually, um, what are what are you three doing here? Um, please don't hurt me. I'm very squishy. What are these things? Are you the god? What? Well, I assume this place is guarded. We saw a few of them. Are you of the Corvos oh, and God? Power? I'm not a cop. <laughs> You legally have to tell me if you're a god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an avatar and I would know. <laughs> I'm serious. No, My dad is the district attorney here. <laughs> you have I, to I tell mean, me if you're a cop. Uh, hypothetically speaking, I have no problem with with cops or avatarans in general. Um, I'm I'm just a researcher. I'm I'm here. I mean, I do some work around the city. Um, with my friends. Uh. The cover of night? You might have heard of us. Yep, no idea no. what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I mean, I have been appreciating using the cover of night this evening, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um you're doing you're doing a great job. Why are you here? <laughs> Cece He shouts out, <laughs> looking around. Cece are you with me? Are you riding? CC climbs up uh, onto the second level while you guys are doing that. <laughs> terrible oh, recounting hey. of Drake lyrics. Yeah. You have a lot of arms. That thing with the crossbows was really cool. And you see she has both of her crossbows pointed at you with what looks like a bolt with... Actually, I don't know if you can tell from that far away, but it looks... Kind of like they might have like rounded heads on them. Uh, all four uh, copies of Damien raise their hands into the air, making it look like some sort of arachnid carrying four sets of cards. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not interested in fighting you. Uh, it was just those metal things that attacked, uh, and you saved me from them. Um, 
Uh, and Cece, despite my best my best efforts, uh, they helped us. They 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 caused us to use less resources. I witnessed, as you say, a penny saved is a penny earned, and uh, you you better pay taxes on that penny. <laughs> but no, but seriously, I I believe they're on our side. Um, come on up. It's totally fine. That's your saying. My saying is no witnesses. <laughs> you know, I never thought I'd be agreeing with the Abadaran sayings, but I do prefer that one in this case. We have uh, an excellent amount of sayings, you know. Um, one of my uh, favorite from behind. A, a veritable wealth of them, I'm sure. I, indeed, yes. Um, you know, a fool and his money are soon parted. <laughs> I recall a dalliance once of a young lord in Paldor who, in advance of a ball, <laughs> spent a fortune on a drawn carriage. One moment, it, it'll only be a second, only to find that it came with no driver, all that money, and nothing to show for it. Ha! That's a negative sky metal uh, right uh, now. Honest, honestly, heart heartbreaking. Um, <laughs> what are these things? I thought they were golems, but they're clearly vulnerable to electricity. And golems don't usually talk in what was that language? Androphin. These are automatons <laughs> from Numeria. Oh shit. Did did the museum steal them and they just like activated and start walking around? Are you here to steal something from the museum? I have recommendations for things you should steal from the museum. <laughs> no, no, no. Excitable tailed folk. Uh, we oh, have... uh, I'm Damien. Oh, Damien Cosmos. Excellent. Damien, this is Cece and I... I'm Taxmaster Castavian, and this is my manservant, or I guess I should say monkey servant, Abacus. Abacus, come hither. Uh, hi. Um, it's nice to meet you. Thank you for saving... Oh, excuse me. Uh, for saving my life. Damien sort of gets pushed out of the way by an enormous monkey. Uh <laughs> so, Damien, as a researcher of the uh, jaggery... Museum. Every time he says Jigare? it, mm -hmm. yes, the the Jaggeray uh, Museum. Um, I believe you might be able to help us with our task. What's the task? Task master? Ah, uh, no, tax master. It's an understandable. Uh, it's an under, and I'm I'm quite sure that I will be seeing your remittances to the church either through this or through the spell of turbo tax. Either way, Thank you, Cece. It's, could it's you? It's always a pleasure. <laughs> yes, it's uh, great. We know what you owe, but we still want you to figure out what you <laughs> owe as well. It's <laughs> What happens if I make a mistake? You go to jail! As you all are talking, somewhere to the north, you hear something very big approaching. Oh no, is it another one of those things? Um, uh, Damien is going to, um... Seems to be on the lower floor. Damien is going to, uh, swift action, uh, spend two arcane pull points to re-prep invisibility, and then he's gonna cast it on himself. <laughs> 
is there uh, light in this room at all, or are we in darkness? Um, there, now there that those are, guys are down, there are, uh, there are uh, a couple like little like uh, recessed uh, lights, basically like light cantrip mm-hmm. casting a mm-hmm. like about a torch. Yeah. But it's light. still fairly dark-ish. Like we could it's still, go yeah, crouch it's somewhere light, and say. wouldn't be too easy to see. I would say it's dim light in most yeah. of the area. You should hide. Whatever that is, it sounds big. We can get the jump on it. Indeed. And we will step. Uh, so, um, are you guys hiding or? Yeah. Uh, well, Damien. Damien's invisible. Yes. Seasome uh, is gonna switch out her blunted bolts for regular ones. Uh, let me see. Do I have anything actually that would work against robots other than adamantine? No. Uh, she's going to save those. Oh, she's going to switch to regular bolts, and then she's going to press herself up against one of the walls. Now, you said it's on the lower floor. Yes. Can I see it from my vantage point um, right at the edge of the, vel- of the balcony? Not just yet. Okay. Uh, as it seems, uh, it seems like it's not in the room yet. Okay. Okay. However, I'll charge uh, up my cards again. As the moment passes, uh, what do we have for stealth? Oh, uh, let me roll. Uh, so I'm standing still, so that's a plus 30. 40. 40? Oh my! Uh, so that is a 58. <laughs> um. I will charge my cards up again, uh, enter Startoss style, and uh, ready a card to throw. Okay. Uh, and then, Castavian, uh, uh, what is what are you doing to prepare for this? Castavian um, and uh, Abacus both pull themselves against the wall just to hide, uh, and we accordingly. Castavian rolls a nineteen for a thirteen. <laughs> Oh, I transitioned out of my animal aspect that allows me to do this. The owls. Oh, no. (laughs) Because I got to get strong and big and buff. And then um, Abacus even does worse, rolling a 10 for an 11. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, And, uh, Sisamsa. Sisamsa, who has a plus 7 to her stealth, rolled a natural 2 for a 9. Oh, (laughs) no. I have. My bad dice luck has begun rubbing off on the two of you. I am so sorry. And so, what you will see as you are as as uh, you prepare for uh, whatever is coming. Uh, the the room shakes. Oh God! Uh, and the door uh, at the north east end of the lower floor opens. Oh no. Uh, and <laughs> towering above the, uh, the surrounding displays, not quite reaching to your floor, a giant woman <gasps> enters into the walkway below uh, below the um, below the balcony that you guys are standing on. What? It is Damien. You would notice this is a statue of Domina. What? Made out of stone. 
that is that is walking around and looking at at the uh, area encircled with bone. Oh, as it just walks into here. Uh, uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Queen Domina, uh, actually, um, if you've studied anything about Corvosa, you could roll a knowledge history or a knowledge uh, nobility check. Damon, you already know this stuff. You can chose this higher. Oh, wait, I don't have nobility. Uh, that is a 13 history. Yeah, you don't really She's definitely some sort of Corvosan noble. Mm. Uh, yeah, Gustavian doesn't have either of those. Okay. Uh, yeah, so um, you guys don't really know, um, but there's this woman dressed... Uh, she's It's a stone statue that seems to be dressed very elegantly, moving about the room below. She comes up to the circle of bone, and you watch as her head just... Slowly rotates, <laughs> looking into the area of bone. Rotates the other way. She doesn't seem to notice you. <laughs> uh, Damien whispers as quietly as possible. Wait. <laughs> Sorry. Wait. And then she begins moving very slowly. Doom. Doom. Around the edges of the room. <laughs> uh, and uh, what are you guys doing? Um, I'm going to continue waiting. I kind of hope okay. that uh, if if she doesn't see anything having set off the alarm, she will leave. <laughs> and she doom, doom, starts continues walking around the lower the lower balcony or the uh, lower floor underneath the balcony. Doom. And uh, she doesn't seem to notice any of the like uh, silence or anything because it, it would have been eight rounds since I cast it or cast that on. The- uh, no, doesn't seem to notice uh, anything in that regard. Uh, Samsa is going to ready to shoot her if she notices us. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she continues down uh, along the lower floor. Uh, and then she passes out of view as she enters into the space directly below you guys. <laughs> I feel like we're in Jurassic Park and we're like hiding yeah. <laughs> as, the, as the raptors go and, just, like, look and then doom, doom, doom. The stat, you, can, you can feel the reverberations of the floor below you as this giant woman walks directly under you. <laughs> then you hear sound of a door opening doom. 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 and as the door closes behind her uh, the bones of the uh, skeleton reconstitute themselves into the skeleton of some sort of animal creature oh my goodness <laughs> okay you hear the sound of the footsteps fading to the east that was the alarm you all tripped. I tried to warn you about it, but I understand it's hard to avoid tripping an alarm when somebody shoots the rope you're on. Um, I think if she comes back, I could cast a spell magic on her. Um, but I think that's probably the entire function of the uh, the alarm having been expended. Uh, so I think 
I think we're safe for now. The the air is speaking to you. He has not dropped invisibility. <laughs> so, um, why are the two of you, the three of you, sorry, Abacus, why are the three of you here? We're looking for an artifact. Do you know a a, a gauntlet, a big metal glove made of gold? I mean, they've stolen a lot of expensive armor from a lot of people. There's also some ornamental sets from various nobles. Um, there's a lot of gauntlets, unfortunately. You're going to have to be more specific. This one is very big. And it has... Very big. Uh, she looks over at uh, Cass. You you can describe it better. Um... Oh, well, the gauntlet that we are looking for, um, my invisible friend, is one of uh, limitless possibility. It uh, contains some possible sockets for gems on it. It would have been a relatively recent acquisition. Uh, can I make a knowledge check to see if I know? Yeah. Um, you could make a, a knowledge, I think it'd be knowledge local. All right. To know what the, uh, museum has in its collection. Uh, after the, uh, dice roller has let me down, I'm switching back to the physical dice. Uh, uh, that is a 25 on knowledge local. Yeah. Um, uh, as they're saying, it's a gauntlet made of metal. It's quite big. It has sockets on it. You will remember that there is a uh, that there is a gauntlet in the collection, which is a relic from Numeria oh. uh, that uh, was contributed by one of the researchers at the University of Corvosa uh, that has sockets on it. Now, the plaque that was that that describes this uh says that it is some sort of technological item from the land of Numeria. The sockets on it are probably uh receptacles for the batteries that are used to power technological items. Ah. Uh and the notable fact of the of the item is that when it was powered it could be used to heal people. Ah, okay, okay. It was classified uh, in the similar vein to what's called a nanite hypogun, which doesn't really mean anything to you, Damien, I... but uh, it's some sort of healing device from Numeria. Uh, oh, is that the nervite homologen uh, thing? <laughs> um, the, the big, it has slots for batteries? That indeed resembles what we are describing, my friend. Could you possibly yeah. lead us to it. Now, and Damien, not only do you know of it, you know where it is. Oh, yeah. Um, they said it could heal people. Um, are you looking to take it back and use it to help somebody? In addition I... to its ability to heal people, it can cause a lawless destruction of a wanton uh, devastation of a space. The opposite of uh. healing, as it were. I'm just going to take a wild guess here and um, guess that you in particular are not interested in the wanton destruction aspect of this glove. 
No, no. I prefer the subtle degradation of the oppressive of, uh, sorry, the oppression of capitalism on the the shoulders of the, the lower class. <laughs> I, I don't like anything to move this quickly. Uh, and uh, you forearm uh, person, uh, what do you, what do you want it for? I'm actually very confused by this entire conversation. The item I'm looking for does not have any healing properties. I was under the impression that Castavian was looking for the same item. You know, let's, let's just see what it is and if it's what we're here for. I'm okay, uh, I, I so I'm C. Somsa Z. Hermer there, by the way. Not, and she kind of glares at Cass, CC. Okay, C. Somsa, Castavian, points at himself invisibly, Damien, um, Abacus. I think that given the current predilections of our reigning monarch, having something that can cause unprecedented destruction just sitting in the Jagari Museum is probably not a great call, especially if she realizes what can, what can be done with it. Um, so I know where this thing is. I can help you get it out of here. And what would you like in return? Return? Well, there's no such thing as a free lunch, Damien. I mean... I've literally killed teenagers for dining and dashing. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's cool. It's an Abadaran thing. No, but really, what would you like in return for this knowledge? Um, maybe you could stop killing teenagers for dining and dashing? <laughs> no deal. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm really connected to this level of my God's faith. And I think it is incredibly <laughs> insensitive for you to encourage me to consider him in any other theological aspect. However, <laughs> I'm sure there's something else on the table. Do you want my monkey? You can have my monkey. No, um, no, I, I, I already have a familiar, actually. <laughs> Which like house Drake pops out, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, like waves a little claw, and then uh, snuggles back into uh, an invisible uh, pouch that Damien is carrying. Um, you could also find the relatively valueless comfort in knowing that this dangerous object is in the um, not only uh, knowledgeable hands, but hands and hands and hands as he gestures the CC <laughs> of this <laughs> retinue. Mm. I actually I do have something that I uh, would wonder if you it's it's a big ask. I don't know if you all will be able to do it. There is a there's a corpse on display in here uh, in the museum. Uh, that uh, is, it's really a sort of disgusting display of um, a desecration of a body. And um, if we could somehow get that removed and like, I don't know, taken down to the Gray District for interment or something like that. But that's, I mean, it's it's really big. I don't know if the three of us could do it. Maybe like a favor in the future. If there's a chance. 
How large is it? Uh, well, it's a corpse of a big guy, and it's been mounted, and... I, I'm not super strong. I'm just saying, my associate Abacus will happily drag any corpse out of any building if I've learned one <laughs> thing in our long and storied experience <laughs> with one another. <laughs> you can always count on old Abacus to move a body. <laughs> <laughs> That's concerning! <laughs> uh, for, for mechanical information, Damien, it is a medium creature. Uh, the corpse of a medium creature. It's um, in life, he was probably 200 and like maybe like maybe going on 300 pounds because he was fucking huge. Mm -hmm. um, however, uh, now he is a desiccated corpse. And mm -hmm. while they've done their best to preserve the body over the years, it is a little bit withered. And mm -hmm. so it's probably, you know, upper hundreds, maybe. Yeah, my big bad devil hey. monkey has a 30 strength right now. Oh my god, so. <laughs> yeah, you, you can carry that, no problem. Um, okay, so let's get the thing that you need to get out of here, and then we can pursue my passion project of returning a corpse to its final resting place. I agree. Uh, gauntlet in the hand is worth two desiccated corpses in the museum. I'm not quite sure on this adage. It's relatively a new one, but I'm working it out. <laughs> it's okay. Um, you can it, you can work on new material in front of me. Uh, I have friends who work on their catchphrases in front of me no, all the time. Yeah. Abacus helps me with my type five all the time, don't you? Hmm. Yeah. Castavian sees himself as sort of an amateur comedian, some of the height of humanity, <laughs> really. Um, so, uh, uh, speaking uh, out of character, where does Damien think this gauntlet of infinite possibility is located? Uh, so, the gauntlet uh, is located uh, in the uh, in the east wing. Uh, the east wing being uh, being uh there's there's a major display for uh the history of corvosa on the first floor mm -hmm. and then the second floor uh is more dedicated to uh to the history of the inner sea in general okay so uh, so it's on the second floor where you guys are now in the east wing uh, uh is there a hallway to the east wing from over here on the second floor Do you know it it's the hallway that the gearsmen were trying to get into and it's locked it is locked. Okay. I don't have knock prep today. I don't even know if that's on the mega spell list. Um, but uh, I think probably uh, the one minute per level buffs are going down now because we spent some time talking. Yes. Uh, so Damien will become visible again and his mirror images are will be gone. Um, the, mirror images, the mirror images are gone. Uh, I don't know if you're, in, yeah. you're visible again just yet. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and Damien is going to say, uh, hold on. Uh, I can get us uh to the place where i think the gauntlet is um are any of you good at picking locks no <laughs> not not exactly but i can give it a try um i might need some help uh i can pick locks but i'm not very good at it um if you want to come over and uh, i don't know uh, step around this enormous freaking ro robot you said Thing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I have a I have a plus seven disabled device. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's see how we do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let me see if I have anything that I can cast on myself to make myself better. No, no does um no. does does CC have the ability to shoot locks? Uh, I do not because that is specifically one for uh like gunpowder firearms. Oh, and okay. since she is a crossbow ace, she does not have that. Uh, well, I'm going to roll Disabled Device. Damien will pull out the Masterwork Thieves tools that he still has at this point in time sure. uh, and attempt to disable device. You roll your initial. <laughs> uh, you are not in, you're not in uh, like immediate danger, so if you want to take 10, oh. uh, you can. Okay, yes, I would like to take 10. Uh, uh, that, taking 10 is a 17, though. Uh, okay. Um... What would uh, CC taking 10 be? Uh, taking 10 would be a 13 for her. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so it with your initial attempt to pick the lock, you are not able to get anywhere click, with click, it. Click. Um, it's not so bad that you like break your lock picks or anything, but mm -hmm. like um, it's probably going to take more time. Does the... Uh, and... Oh, I apologize. What's up? Oh, I was going to say, does the door seem like of relative normal thickness? Um, does it yeah. seem? Yeah, it's, it's not like a, it's not like a particularly thick door. Um, I could, uh, it's not a dummy thick door. All right. So no, given not that a dummy this thick door is not dummy thick, I could probably transport the four of us to the other side. It would exhaust my magical reserves in that area but I am more than happy to do it for um, <clears throat> uh, 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 some to be determined later oh my god that's right you can teleport I really need dimension door but I don't get it until like next level <laughs> <laughs> uh, well thankfully you take all of us the god of, of ditches and walls and scales and oppression um and all the other things that he takes his name from um can you have happily... a very interesting perspective <laughs> <laughs> now what is it ditches and ditches and walls and ditches i was right okay yeah <laughs> thank you pathfinder wikipedia so with yes. my remaining 20 feet of dimensional hop i believe um i could get us all right outside of the door and then five foot hop us all to the other side of the door Mm. giving that's... five feet to each person and then that would be the end of I my see. dimensional hop. oh my gosh yeah. that's so cool <laughs> you, you, That'll you work. definitely do that and that's the end of it so don't worry I'll send you a request on Venmo um, it's fine we'll figure oh, it out later oh, it's, uh, it's one of the heralds of Abadar <laughs> <laughs> the what, what do we call what do we call powerful axiomites? Uh, like you know, you have imperial lords, you have you have archdevils. Would they be managers? <laughs> Axiomite managers, middle managers. The most dreaded of the enemies on the plane of Axis, the middle manager. <laughs> director, high, high enough level. Director of material plane sales. <laughs> high enough level uh, uh, axiomites are called CFOs. <laughs> 
assistant to the CFO axiom. <laughs> anyway. Great Venmo and their siblings. Right, so uh, so, uh, so dimensional coffee. Past the door. Incredible. Yep. So I, I, I hop all of us to the other side of the door, exhausting my dimensional hop cap. You are all sort of piled on top of each other as you find yourselves in a very narrow corridor. <laughs> there is another door. <laughs> um, there's another door. Uh, Damien, you would know that. Uh, actually, I'll go ahead and reveal on the map for you. Uh, explorable darkness. Reveal. How about? Oh. The gauntlet is on that is on a table at the in a room at the end of the hall. Uh, do I happen to remember any details about the alarms? Uh, you've been told by the guards that if you're going to be in the museum after dark, uh, try to stay away from any of the artifact rooms <laughs> because all of them are monitored uh, by uh, by uh, clairvoyant sensors, and if any of the clairvoyant sensors uh, pick you up. Well, it could trigger the security systems. Um, are clairvoyant sensors visible by sea invisibility? I oh, that's a good question. Because I don't have sea invisibility, but Majenko does. Majenko is Damien's uh, house drake familiar. Okay. Um, they are from the scrying sub school. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, give me a knowledge arcana actually. All right, knowledge arcana is my. Bread and butter. Uh, uh, well, let's see. 34. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> if you have sea invisibility up, you can notice. Uh, I mean, anybody can notice a scrying sensor with a perception check uh, of <clears throat> with a DC equal to 20 plus the spell level. Um, if you have sea invisibility, you negate that first 20. Okay. So it's just. Spell level perception check. Okay. Okay. Um, so um, I will uh, slowly move forward uh, as I am currently invisible. Uh, and I will have uh, Majenko look specifically for um, the scrying, uh, the Claire, the Clairvoyance, Claire audience sensor. Okay. Um, um, now, notably. As you get to about the point where you are standing in this hallway. Oh, fuck. You will see the statue of Queen Domina sitting on a throne uh, in the oh, yes. in the room uh, to your northeast. Uh, Majenko will also see a scrying sensor hovering above her head. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, um, I... I'm going so okay. Um, I'm gonna cast dispel magic on that scrying sensor. Well, you don't have line of effect to that because oh. that's through a window. Oh, okay. Uh, so the window would actually block. One of the other things that you know, Damien, uh, as part of your time here in the museum, is that uh, one of one one of the security features of the museum itself is that the rooms are painted with lead paint, ah. and the and the windows are all uh, crystal, which is lead glass. Ah, and therefore you can't you can't cast magic from one room to the next 
while walls or windows are in the way. I don't know, actually, then, if I would be able to see that there's a scrying sensor in oh, there. Oh, no. Yeah, you're right. You would not be able to see. Well, actually, no, it's... um. Uh, give me a perception check. It's a divination effect. Um. Okay, let me let me uh, roll perception for um, Majenko. You see invisibility would not penetrate through it. Uh, Majenko, I think, uses my mod- my modifier um, for perception, so that's a 21. I don't think it's actually... It's... I would need to roll really well on a perception check, I think, to see a scrying no, sensor. No, um, you don't, you don't, you don't, you can't see, you can't see the scrying sensor. Okay, well, I, forget uh, everything I, I just said. <laughs> I do see the statue of Queen Domina, though. You do see the statue of Queen Domina, yes. Okay. Um, uh, but it does not appear that she is animate right now. Okay, and the door is at the end of the hallway? Yes. Okay. Um, do I see any scrying sensors in the hallway? No. Okay. Um... So Damien is going to uh, go back to the party. I think in order to get in order to remove the scrying sensor, I'm going to have to actually go into the room, um, which means um, so there's no scrying sensors in here, but I may actually just need to open that door. So if we want. uh, I, I don't. Hmm. So it's possible that when we open the door, the clairvoyance, clairaudience sensor will be aware that the door has been opened uh, and set off an alarm. So, I mean, maybe we could do it if I'm fast enough uh, at uh, dispelling the sensor. I don't know. I'm not I've never broken into a place before. I've dreamed about it a lot, but I've never actually done it. What are your thoughts? Have either of you done this? Not. Not really, but it <laughs> sounds like it might be a sound idea. Indeed. Okay. Um, yeah, this is the first time my um, multiple skills have been applied in such a dissolute manner, but um, depending on your ability to use a magic device, I also have a scroll or two that might help your perception if needed. Not, not great at that. Um, my familiar does have sea invisibility, which is how we've been looking for the scrying sensors. Oh, that sounds excellent. Um, oh, you all, you smashed the windows. I, and I didn't hear it. Do you have silence? I do. Indeed, the ability to no longer hear the words. Fuck yes, okay. Um, so, uh, sorry, no, Damien no. would interrupt you. No, that's I, exactly that's very rude what of me. Please, he was about to please say something continue. incredibly offensive, so he's just like, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> so you don't have to hear the words of lesser, and you're just like, all right, cool, yeah, just just great, cast the spell on me, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so, um. I can't cast spells with silence up, but maybe the three of you could be in silence um, and we could open the door and then I could go forward and try because I'm still invisible and I could try and um, dispel the scrying sensor before you guys come in. Does that sound good? Mm-hmm. It works for me as long as I'm not in the ambit of silence. Um, when the <laughs> conflict comes. Okay. Um, uh, sneak forward as best you can, and I might need some help opening this door. Okay. Uh, see, Samsa. So, uh, 
Okay, so she will... With, uh, folks in silence, you move to the door? Yes. Um, the queen on her throne does not seem to notice you huh. through the glass. She too is magical. Mm. Nice. Um, okay, so um, should we... So I don't know if taking 10 i don't know if we really have time to take 10 because my uh my invisibility is ticking down T- taking 10 you could do taking 20 would probably not be doable okay, okay. um uh, so with a 17 is that sufficient to open the store and it would be um, a 19 if i'm allowed to 19. aid yes um actually can majenko help as well uh does majenko oh yeah majenko has your ranks and disabled device yeah yeah so, so with the three of you going like, <laughs> wait, no, 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 there, no, wait, no, there. Um, with the three of you working on it, you are able to pick the lock on the door. Majenko sticks his little claw in and like moves one of the tumblers uh, that that Damien missed with the uh, uh, the lock pick. Sisamza holds the light. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, you are able to pick the lock. All right, uh, Damien. Yes. Uh, Majenko will see a scrying sensor. Floating, uh, basically in the middle of the room. Okay. Um, I would like to, uh, do I know if there's any, uh, sensors on the floor? Uh, you do not know. Okay. Uh, I'll just run on the assumption that there aren't any, uh, because that's what you we do. You can make a reception if you want to, I, like, see if there's one. Right! Yes. Right! I can look there's around! A <laughs> I can look around! There's a skill for this! Right! <laughs> Uh, okay, that is a twenty-nine. The only the only thing that you see in this room that seems to be detecting movement uh, is the clairvoyant sensor. Okay, I would like to sneak out of the uh, um, effect of silence, which mm-hmm. I think I can do by going around the corner. Yes, uh, and um, I will uh, make a little bit of noise uh, as, as the sound of dispel magic goes off because I do not have that. Uh, as a silent spell. Um, and I will try to make a dispel check against the clairvoyance, clairaudience sensor. Okay. Uh, so that's a 1d20 plus 9. Uh, uh, that is a 19. And the DC is 11 plus uh, the pass s- level or spell level? Um, I have this question every time. <laughs> let me check. Dispel Spells caster magic. level. It's the spells caster level. Okay. So 19. All uh, right. Clairvoyance, clairvoyance. This would have been cast by a wizard. Uh, meaning. Okay. The sensor pops, disappears. Uh, Damien is going to uh, go back out and look and see if, uh, with it, with just his regular old eyes, yep. uh, if the Queen Domina statue has moved. It has not moved. Excellent. Uh, Damien is going to uh, whisper down the hallway, I think it's safe. You can come in. Uh, and then we will go. We will re-enter silence as uh, the rest of the party moves up, I believe. Uh, and at some point, Damien's uh, invisibility is going to uh, leave us. Uh, right. And sitting on the table. Oh, let me move the door. Uh, sitting on the table. There it is. The gauntlet of infinite possibility. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. What is, does it, does it look like they described it? 
Um, yeah, it looks like they described it. It's got sockets on it. Um, there's currently one uh, thing socketed into it. Oh, what's what's currently in it? Is it a battery? Uh, you don't really know. Oh, I mean, does it look like a gem? Does it look like something metal? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Probably gem-like. I don't know. It's shiny. Shiny. Okay. Yeah. Um, Maybe metal or I don't know if it's a jewel. But... Uh, so, um, Does anybody have technologist? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, shiny. I don't know. Would an um, engineering check know anything, or would we have to be technologist? It's it. You could know something with engineering. Um, uh, I'll I'll try. You'd have to get technologists to know exactly what's slotted into it. Uh, that's a twenty-four on knowledge engineering. <laughs> Ooh, that's better than um, me. It's there's definitely there's definitely some sort of technological device uh, socketed in. It's probably not a battery mm. it's probably more like um like uh it, it doesn't look like it's something that's supposed to be on the outside mm. okay uh it's okay um for for you uh who is familiar with electronics this looks like it looks like somebody took like a processor or like <laughs> yeah or like a hard drive and put it on the outside of this gauntlet. <laughs> Somebody just taped a dongle to it. You're like, it, it's, but to, but to Damien, it's like, I don't know. It's gem like it's shiny. It's colorful. Um, it's, it's, uh, this one, uh, this one is sort of like black, like onyx and mm. like glossy, but it's also got like little, little lines, uh, around it that seem to be sort of haphazardly, uh, connected to other lines, uh, on the gauntlet itself. So, uh, okay. Um, shall, shall I make another, uh, perception check to see if this thing is sitting on like a pressure plate of some sort? It is not the, you, you already made a check and you determined right. that the only thing in here is the, okay. Okay. Um, so, um, Damien tries to gesture to, uh, the other three to come forward, realizes he's still invisible, uh, and, uh, has Majenko fly out and gesture to them to come forward. <laughs> so, uh, out of nowhere, you see a little purple, uh, pseudo dragon, um, with a sharp silver barb on the end of its tail, um, fly out and sort of hover in the air, uh, and make little motioning, uh, like little beckoning motions with its claws, uh, as we stand in the silence, uh, to tell everybody to come forward. <laughs> So, Sisomso, who is the closest to being basically right by the door, is going to step in. She looks at it with her uh, 16 engineering, which isn't enough to really get anything. But she will say, from what I've heard, you put the power core of a weapon in it, an androphan weapon. Supposedly, if you put uh, five different kinds in, it can turn into an extremely powerful weapon. The kind that could destroy this entire city easily. Oh, are we out of the silence then? Is that on... Oh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be able to talk, would I? Cast uh, uh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, we uh, never said what it was cast on, so let's just say yeah. for fun, even though it's going to screw me up a little bit, that it's cast on Abacus. Abacus. Okay. Okay. So we are, we are temporarily yeah. out. We are temporarily out of the area of yeah, silence. I forgot that I um, couldn't talk because of this. 
It's okay. We're yeah. we're out of the area of silence. The yeah. clair the clair audience uh, clairvoyance sensors down. Damien would then um, say, "It's okay. You can come. You can come forward um, if you want to." Uh, oh, he can't hear. He, he looks back at Kessie and he can't hear me because the silence monkey is back there. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll like gesture push. towards him to. Yes. Yes, the little the little pseudo dragon beckoning. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so before um, uh, he gets up there and we're silent again, she says that what she's heard about this weapon. Mm. Oh, uh, so is this one of the things? So it's got one thing socketed in it? It appears so. I don't know much about the old technology that the sky people, the Androphans had, but that looks like it's probably it. Okay. Um, okay. Well, it doesn't look like there's anything preventing us from just picking it up. Um, I suppose I could cast Detect Magic uh, and see if there's any sort of wards around it. Um, so Damien will do that. Uh, do I detect any magic on or around the gauntlet? Uh, yes. Uh, focusing? Yes, I will focus. Uh, you detect uh, you detect uh, in the cone that you were looking at. Let's see, three magic auras. Okay. Um, uh, and continuing to focus. The location of these auras are the three other things on the table. <laughs> <laughs> incredible <laughs> you may now make a spellcraft check if you want to know what they are sure do you want me to make three separate spellcraft checks uh if you want or just uh, one if you want uh yeah you can make just one okay time. okay uh 1d 20 plus 19 36 wow okay um yeah um one of these is uh sorry i'm, I'm all the way zoomed in One of them uh, is is an enchanted bow uh -huh. uh, that basically indicates that it came from uh, Kyanan. Uh -huh. uh, it's enchanted, with just like a plus one bonus on it. Oh wow! Uh, one of them, <laughs> one of them uh, is uh, one of them is a uh, uh, it's a uh, extend metamagic rod uh, done in the style of uh, worshippers of Nethys from uh, Northern Garund. Okay. Uh, and uh, and the other uh, is uh, is a set of uh, boots of uh, boots of spider climbing from uh, from the Anadi people of the Mwangi Expanse. Ah, okay. Uh, so other things Damien might want to convince uh, the museum to send back to where they came from, but <laughs> not so relevant. Me. But not relevant to uh, so our me. mission right now. Yes. Um, so uh, I think uh, Majenko will point at the monkey and then point at the gauntlet <laughs> and make like a carrying motion <laughs> as the silence okay. monkey approaches. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You pick up the gauntlet, and as you pick it up, you hear a rattling. Feel a rattling, maybe? Hmm? We're in silence. Oh, right. You're, you're, you feel a rattling. 
and out of the gauntlet falls a small pin with a silver triangle and a gear encircling it. Uh, inscribed with minute writing. Damien will sort of uh, reflexively uh, reach out to catch it as it falls. Um, uh, Damien. Yes. The writing uh, is in common. Mm-hmm. And it says claimed by order of Technic League Captain Nedrick Istavardi. Oh. And you will notice that the gauntlet you're holding is significantly lighter than it looks like it should be. It's a fake. It's a fake! <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and the process of finding the real one, we will continue next time. <laughs> uh, a curse of, of the, the Crimson, Crimson Throne! Throne. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. my gosh! Oh, that's awesome. Amazing. Thank you for listening to this session of Curse of the Crimson Throne, and a very special thank you to Zach and Jero of Pod Against the Machine for joining us. Remember to check out their run of Iron Gods over on podagainstthemachine.com. To Have and to Roll is produced by David Clark and Katie Dukshire. Curse of the Crimson Throne, Iron Gods, and the Pathfinder role-playing game are property of Paizo, and are used in accordance with their community use policy. This session used a map from Tom Kartos for the Jagari Museum. If you'd like to check out the map yourself, see alternate versions, or use the pre-written scenario accompanying the map, visit Tom Kartos's Patreon. Link in the description. This session also featured sound effects from Sirenscape. To see how you can use Sirenscape to enhance your own games, check out Sirenscape.com. And of course, this session also featured music from Michael Gelfi Audio and Philip Melvin, including the Crimson Banquet, Red Raven's Waltz, Copper, Flint, and Steel, the Abilene Wasteland, the Airship Armada, the Artificer City, and the Queen's Memoirs. We are on Twitter at To Have and To Roll. Rain is at Rain Zero. That's R-A-N-E and the number zero. Daft is at Daft Prodigy. Zach is at Z-A-K-O Opportunity. Jero is at G-E-R-O Keymaster. We are also on Tumblr, to haventorole.tumblr.com. Be sure to head over there this week for an analysis of our level 9 character sheets. And remember, we do not have a Patreon, but Rain does work full-time trying to save the world with the power of solar energy. If you'd like to see how he can help you switch your home over to solar, please send us an email to haventorole at gmail.com, subject line, Rain's day job. The heist will continue in two weeks with Heist at the Museum Part 2. 
In the meantime, have a great week, and we'll see you then. Peter Parker got a P Pulitzer for taking pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The only photo Spider-Man could take. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Parker, get me those pictures pronto. <laughs> the one thing is I cannot move Mr. Farquaad at this juncture. I can move my monkey oh. butler, though. Just fine. I could just play as Abacus, and then he is my animal companion. <laughs> you, do, you do what um, one, of, one of the characters in our Iron Gods is playing a druid who is a sentient uh, blob of Numerian fluid. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, my who, God. Uh, who um, the shape-shifting is just flavored as, you know, the blob just not being able to stay in just one form. Uh, and what he does is he can only speak through his familiar <laughs> and w which manifests as a, as a little man who <laughs> protrudes from his body at varying stages. Oh, no. Horrifying. Oh, so it's like uh, Quano or Qualo or whatever his name is. The uh, guy from yes. the Schwarzenegger movie. Uh, uh, the Philip yes, K. Dick one. Uh, what the heck is that called? Mm -hmm. Total Recall. Uh, Total yes. Recall. Yeah. <laughs> the Get irony of us not being Mars. able to remember that name is not lost on me. How many hit points does the uh, monkey have? Ooh, this is an excellent question. Before uh, increasing <laughs> his constitution, I'm yes. vamping really quickly here. All right, so 59 <laughs> normally. Vamp, 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 vamp. What if I just drag you onto the map again? This is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. <laughs> oh, you're small. I'm so tiny. <laughs> I love it. I can move him, but he's so small. I like could very easily reflavor that. Yeah, I do like the idea of reflavoring their relationship for him as a fine-sized creature with Abacus <laughs> as a medium. So Incredible. he just holds him on his forever half-extended arm. <laughs> just on a small golden okay. platter with a key on it. Oh, wow. I just realized something that I did that was very stupid. What'd you do? Uh, I forgot that ammo and uh, weapons don't stack uh enhancement bonuses oh yeah so that I is true. Oh, yes. almost 2400 oh. gold worth of plus one crossbow bolts that don't matter just grind them up and snort them at the beginning of the episode don't worry i'll, I'll cast i'll cast a spell magic on your on your weapon at some point so that it will matter right <laughs> as uh, an inquisitor of abadar i actually find a profligate waste of wealth like that to be excellent 
we obviously ooze natural charisma and stage presence. You do. So. You do, oh, actually, God, though. It's so great to have you I know you're here. saying it to be facetious, but it's true. 